0: blog talk radio good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to wide men can't jump it's episode 106 and what really no all right uh shackleford tells me we've got uh breaking news Well, ladies and gentlemen, breaking news right now. Uh, apparently, where are we where are we going? Philly. Okay, we're heading to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, um, to let you know what's happening. Something huge is apparently taking place.
1: You Nilakina, know, a below
2: average three point shooter. There's Simmons.
0: That's right. Ben Simmons has made his first career three-point shot, and we've been looking all over, trying to get reactions from the celebrities in and around the world on Ben Simmons' first made three-pointer, but the only person we could get in contact with was Tracy Lawrence of country music fame, and Tracy had a very simple statement. Tracy, go ahead. Let the listeners know what you thought about Ben Simmons' first made three. Well,
3: just froze over to
0: well, thank you, Tracy Lawrence, for weighing in on that. We did just recently get a comment from lead singer Motley Crew Vince Neal. Vince, let us know what you thought of Ben Simmons making that three point shot. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Ben Simmons has made a three point shot in the NBA. What news? What a way to start this episode! And know. And in other news, the world is dark today, because the sun is fucking falling out of the sky. Yes, as you just heard, the Tracy Lawrence, hell just froze over tonight. Ben Simmons has made a three. We're going to talk about that and so much more here on Wide Men Can't Jump. It's Nate and Tim. Let's do it. You're listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen T. New at newlawoffice.com, stripcamfund.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC located at facebook.com backslash Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, as well as at Stay Classy Meets at stayclassymeets.com, where you can use promo code Men to save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. This show talks about NBA and covers all topics from all 30 teams in the league and includes guests from experts from all over the world. Make sure you're downloading us on iTunes, Podcast Attic Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and more. Be sure to join in on the fun over at WidemenCan'tJump.com as well as on our Facebook group, Wide Men Can't Jump, and follow us on Twitter. At wide jump. Now, let's go to the flagship program of this Wide Men Radio Network. Here's Wide Men Can't Jump. 172 games is how many it took for Ben Simmons to make his first career three point shot.
4: That's his first attempt?
0: No, that's his first make.
4: Okay, how many attempts has he had? Let me get, let me check. Not, not many. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing, because cause I'm gonna, I'm gonna wonder now if he does not attempt another one for the rest of the game, and then they can throw up the stat that he was, you know, we don't know what you're talking about. He was perfect that game against the Knicks. One for one. Hold on, let me, let me get here.
0: I'm, am certain. I mean, I know
4: here. he, I know he doesn't try many.
0: Hmm.
3: Apparently in his
0: career, his statistics he has averaged for his career point one three point attempts. Point one. So he takes what? Not many. God,
4: I mean that's what? Eight a year? Point, point I mean, one maybe maybe not. Well that's t- point one is ten ten percent in eighty two games, let's say if you played eighty two would be eight shots a year. Eight let's see
0: here. O of thirteen in February is what um is, is the last note I can find. Hmm. Not just he was.
4: Uh, I, I, I let's just. I'm uninspired by Ben Simmons making a three-point shot. Um, good, good for him, but that hardly gets the monkey off <laughs> his back for not being able to shoot him.
0: Because you made for four. real. Yeah, I mean, he's made one. He's made one in 172 games. So congratulations, Ben.
4: Yeah, boy, Ben, you ripped Way him. to do it. <laughs> I mean, thank God the guy does other things. Well, he wouldn't be in the league if he
0: did He but. wouldn't be in the league if he didn't do other things. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be sitting here with me and you.
4: Bitching about some other guy who doesn't shoot. I
0: mean, okay, Ben Simmons now has officially one more three-point NBA shot made more than me. So, you got me, Ben.
4: Oh, well, I me. don't know, because I'm going to say that that one in the pros, I mean, how many does it take on the schoolyard to make up for that one in the pros?
0: Well, one. he did have pros guarding him, so I I'll give him credit there. So he's made one more professional three point shot than I.
4: I'm going to dig up Ben Simmons' career
0: stats. I
4: will get to the bottom of this number because I am I'm not I am not impressed. <laughs>
0: we've got to know. Let me, I let me know, tell you what yeah. let me tell you what we've got, Tim, about when it comes to Ben Simmons' career three point shots. We've got this. That's right. We've got a constant craving for more Ben Simmons career stats.
4: I have a feeling that you are going to
0: crave that three-pointer for
4: quite some time. Um, (laughs) For real. You know, (laughs) I'm on basketball reference uh, looking looking at it. Look at his stats, and it just looks hilarious because in the three-point column, it's just zeros. Yeah, there's nothing else but zeros until this game. Oh my God, his his I mean, in most of the years, his three-point percentage is zero. They just they don't even bother to put it in there. It's just zero.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 awful. So. <laughs> Well, congratulations, wow. kid! You made one. And if that announcer thinks that we're going to lay off of him for making one, uh, no, you moron! He was the number one overall pick, and he can't shoot. And he's not a post up <laughs> player. Get out of <laughs> here!
4: The <laughs> point who guard. He
0: can't fucking shoot.
4: Who was they? Maybe they'll get off his back. No, pretty much everyone. Unless <laughs> everybody? You're, uh, who is unless whoever they, they is? Yeah, I pretty mean, much everybody. Uh, let's see here. Apparently Twitter, no is a, apparently Twitter is ablaze after this uh, like, uh, as you know how Twitter can blow up about things that anything yeah and, for real and we ain't going there but anyway no we're not Ben Simmons well done sir uh, that's one we have only got about well I don't know and we got to make like another hundred this season to impress me maybe <laughs> even then I'm not so sure
3: yeah, even and I'm, then, I'm a, still and I'm
4: not a, and I'm not a Ben Simmons hater by any stretch, but Ben Ben should be able to shoot a three with some regularity, and he doesn't even attempt them with some regularity,
0: so yeah, makes no sense. Not really. No. I mean, we're getting super excited, and you think that you think that the guy just won, you know, the MVP well, on the last shot. Think we were talking Somebody's about already, Hoff. somebody on Twitter's already put the Titanic music behind it. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I'm the king of the world.
4: Somebody needs, <laughs> well, somebody needs to make a meme with Jay, him and James Harden, though, yeah, or Steph yeah. Curry, or somebody like that would be a big deal.
0: It's hilarious that Ben Simmons <laughs> makes his first career three on seven years to the day. Um, The player, I, you know what? Let me, let me find this. This was, a, this was a memory today. Uh, e- exactly Memories. seven years ago today, uh, the player, let me find his name here, Jack Taylor for Grinnell College scored 138 points in a game seven years ago today. So, okay he made one three while well, that kid put up 138 points. So, woohoo. Well, meanwhile,
4: another news, James Harden attempted 10 in his last game and made 5 of them and no one cared. And everybody said he was like, <laughs> that was weak. You know, he only made 5 of 10. What a loser. Meanwhile, <laughs> Ben is Ben is getting crowned the king of the threes cuz he made one.
0: Yeah. Apparently Ben has turned into Larry Bird. Uh, with his jacket on at the three-point contest.
4: Oh, man. yeah, That's next, Dale. He should be considered uh, for uh, the three-point contest. I, I
0: sincerely hope he enters the three-point contest. I really oh. do. It would be entertaining. There'd be enough bricks to build a new school down here in Logan. It'd be especially amazing it, to watch.
4: Especially if it was held somewhere where they didn't like the 76ers, which I guess would pretty much be everywhere except
0: <laughs> Boston. If they have a losing record All they have to do is hold it in Philly
4: Uh, Yeah that would be (laughs) Snowballs for Santa You can hold
0: it at Tom Robinson's house That'd be plenty enough
4: There's a built in fundraiser Bricks for Ben
0: Every time Ben
4: Simmons Simmons Launches a three and misses We donate 20 bucks to Build shelters for the homeless
0: be a great charity i think people would get behind that for sure i'll tell tell you who else i'll tell you who else would get behind it that is the great people at stephen p new law office and i cannot recommend new law office more now than ever uh fantastic uh, people that do great work they will get you out of jams if you're in one uh legal advice free consultations they'll tell you what you need to know and Stephen P New is not only a great lawyer, he's a great person, and that's. I heard,
4: it. I heard a rumor that uh, Stephen P New uh, makes uh, his coaching
0: debut tonight in the Bogus oh. Report. The Bogus Report is going to be something else. And you know what? Let's go ahead. The, the Stephen P. New, the Bogus Report is coming up shortly, so let's go ahead and hear from our good friends at New Law Office. Go hit them up if you need any help in any legal situation. Personal injury, product liability, workplace accident. Mesothelioma law social security disability unfair insurance practices family law employment discrimination and more all this can be handled at new law office with Stephen P. New at new law office with Stephen P. New you can get your free consultation today by calling 1-800-208-9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation A new level of personal service, whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again, get your free consultation at 1-800-203-9169. Stephen P. New, answers to your legal questions. Again, contact the law Offices of Stephen P New, newlawoffice.com. dot com. Fantastic people doing fantastic things, and they're on the side of the little guy. Check them out. Always great, Stephen P New Law Office. Now, we're about to go. Uh, Cecil has sent in the Bogus report for this week. In Golden State, uh, Golden State Warriors are located in San Francisco. We were gonna have a special guest sponsor for the Bogus report this week, however. Uh, rice Aroni pulled out at the last minute And we have to issue a public apology On behalf of uh, the Wide Men Can't Jump crew What happened was It was a misunderstanding um, I, will, I will tell you what happened um, Someone during Bogus was on Reddit Doing a uh, Ask Me Anything on Reddit And while he was on there Someone asked him two questions in one And they said What's your favorite music and favorite food? Well, Bogus, his favorite food, rice roni, and his favorite music is funk. Well, an unfortunate autocorrect has now led to us having to issue an apology to the rice roni company. You can uh, <laughs> use your imagination so, uh, from there.
4: No truth to the rumor that it was because Ed was caught eating Uncle Ben's.
0: No, no, no truth to that rumor. <laughs> uh, just an unfortunate autocorrect accident on Reddit. Uh, he was letting people know that he is the king of funk and uh, an autocorrect accident <laughs> turned funk rice into into uh, something else. So we apologize. It's still the San Francisco treat. All right, let's get Indeed. some this on this week's bogus report. What do you think, Tim? Roll the tape,
4: Nate. <laughs> we take you now to a wide men can't jump special sports bulletin. I'm special, Cecil, special, I'm special, I'm Cecil, I'm so excited, I'm tongue-tied, ladies and gentlemen,
3: I'm
4: Cecil B. Bucks Norton, welcome to San Francisco, California, <laughs> for this week's edition of the Ed Bogas Celebrity Basketball Tour, there's been a few changes at the top of the NBA hierarchy, we decided to go with the, uh, no concession stand this week, just gonna go with basketball, um... Uh, strange dealings here in California, though. Of course, it wouldn't be California without a protest. Uh, of course, uh, Mia Farrow would not participate in the games. Uh, something about not liking Chinese. Uh, I don't know what that's um, And of course, uh, she's also uh, lodging a protest against uh, immigrant labor. Uh, something to do with the Camarit, the Tarje, the C.R.s, oh, and the Walmart. I, I don't know what the things are, but uh meals are a little crazy. And it's it, of course it be uh, being a it's celebrity tomorrow. game. Um so a lot of celebrities in attendance not participating in the game, quite a few, uh, strange parents I might I might add. Uh I saw uh, I saw Rose McGowan talking to Larry Flint. That's
3: crazy. Oh, no. Um uh,
4: Goldberg and the Rock uh, were seeing the courtside. I think the Rock was trying to explain to Goldberg the real meaning of the word over. Well, <laughs> uh, some other strange parents, uh, well, strange at first glance, anyway, uh, Daryl Strawberry was uh, sitting with uh, Marie McCormick, of course, that's Marsha Brady, uh, they were probably talking about cocaine, who we were kidding, um, <laughs>
3: God. Uh,
4: and the weird one, uh, really, what weirded me out was I saw Gary Paxton and uh, O.J. Simpson, uh, one can only assume they were talking about shoes. Uh, And then uh, I I caught what I thought was a a very clever um, bit of fan signage when uh, I thought I saw the number 101, which would, uh, of course, refer to the average amount of points scored by the wide men during the Celebrity Basketball Tour. But it turned out that was just uh, Rosie O'Donnell uh, sitting between the Olsen Twins. Not really. Uh, (laughs) uh, Anyway, let's have a look at the uh, Celebrity lineup. Of course, uh, we've got uh, Herb Alpert. Famous uh, musician, uh, Billy Joe Armstrong, uh, lead singer of Green Day, uh, producer Michael Bay, uh, uh, singer Rebecca Black, uh, baseball player, uh, use that term loosely, Barry Bonds, singer Cher, actress Katie uh actress, uh, Katie Kawago, uh, actress uh, Natalie Wood, and of course it wouldn't be California without a little bit of Dong and Goofy. Um, oh, good, of course that's. Uh, Well, could be a lot of celebrities. Anyway, uh, we're going to take you now to a special ring announcer, uh, Leslie Nielsen, for the uh, introductions of the Team White Men. So uh, stay tuned, we'll be right with you in a second.
3: I'm Leslie Nielsen, and welcome to tonight's celebrity basketball game between the
4: Gold State Warriors Celebrity Team and Team White Man, so let's get right to it. First up, he is the coach of Team White Man this week. He is a graduate of the University of West Virginia College of Law. He's a former member of the United States Army. He's the lawyer who is a destroyer of the unlawful
3: employer He's a defender who won't surrender until the offender feels like a pretender He is... Stable... P... News.
4: He is number 36 He hails from Gilbert, Red Virginia his weight is considerable. He's taller than the rest of us. He's a graduate of Logan High School and the School of Hot He's the man who makes the ladies
3: favorite because he's the guy who does deliver. He makes the holder. He is number 42 in the quarter.
4: He hails from Oxnard, California. He weighs in at 197 pounds and stands six feet tall. He is a graduate of Oxnard High School. And if you can say it, he can make it. He's the baker that balls, the best of three balls,
3: the free throw machine. Armando,
4: the real deal
3: with sex appeal. (laughs)
4: Come <laughs>
0: My God,
4: <laughs> <laughs> he's number 45 and 30 seconds. He stands in at six foot one and weighs an astounding 285 pounds. He hails from the city of
3: Philadelphia.
4: He is a member of the Delco Underground robust Association of Sports Science, better known as Dummy. He's heavy, not lean, he's a bee machine, he will take your cash and kick you in the ass. The H is for you, Thomas H. Robinson III, T.R. <laughs> He's number 51 and 360. He weighs 133 kilos and stands at 1.7 meters tall. <laughs> he is a graduate of the Beaver Lodge High School and a member of the Royal Order of the Canadian Moose. He wears a tooth. He loves maple syrup. He is Tim, I'm not PC, and I'm never gonna be... D. <laughs> He's number 62 and a half. He stands six foot four and weighs, well, hold on. What the hell is he doing? God damn, that much? I can't
3: say that. Well, he weighs
4: a considerable amount. He hails from Logan, West Virginia, by way of the Don Blankenship School of Pharmacology. He's the one. He's the only. They don't dribble on an empty
3: stubborn.
4: <laughs> and of course, he's the captain, He's number 33 and up third. According to the local shoots, he stands in at 6'1", and weighs the same as 800 quarter pounders. He hails from Princeton, like Virginia, and soon will be appearing on Broadway in a production of Holy Skeets. <laughs> he is the one, the only, the American man. Ed! Pepto Bisbo! Bogus! Bogus! Well, that's it for the uh, team introductions. I'm Leslie Nielsen never disappoints. What an answer. Um, of course, uh, we'll be right back with uh, the game results in just a moment.
3: Ship my pants?
1: Right here? Ship my pants, you're kidding. You can ship your pants right here. You hear that? I can ship my pants for free. Wow,
3: I just <coughs> may ship my pants. Yeah, ship your pants. Billy, you can ship your pants too. I can't wait to ship my pants, Dad. I just <laughs> shipped my pants, and it's very convenient. Very convenient. <laughs> I just ship my drawers. I just ship my nightie. I just shipped my bed.
5: If you can't find what you're looking for in store, <laughs> We'll find it at Kmart.com right now and ship it to you for free.
4: <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, what a game. What a game. What can I say? Uh, down to the last uh, shot, uh, wide men can't jump, defeat the uh, Golden State Warriors celebrities, uh, 126 to uh, 112. Not a lot of defense played tonight, ladies and gentlemen. More like an all-star game tonight. Everyone was in a pretty good mood, except for the last two minutes of the game where things got a little out of hand uh I won't say who said what, but, uh, some of the things I did here on the court, uh, there was some, uh, mocking of, uh, Herb Alpert, uh, uh comparing him to, uh, of course, the great Kenny G. Um, uh, somebody said, uh, that, uh, Green Day couldn't hold a candle to the Alan Parsons project. Uh, something about the green with sort the of mold growing on there and bought merchandise.
3: Oh! Um, and a
4: couple of other things, uh, Barry Bonds, of course, accused of taking the steroids and being a cheater, and something about uh, "Long Live Hank Aaron." Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, one thing in particular I did see: uh, Cher got a little too close to uh, Latino Heat. Armando Martinez said, "Face melted right off." It's great. <laughs> um, you
3: know, favorite
4: of uh, the wide men, of course, was uh, Kayla Kaweco. Um They got that whole big bang thing right. Whew. Okay. <laughs> What a ball handler she is
0: Oh um, man <laughs> yeah.
4: Michael Bay uh, That's a pretty funny joke uh, I, I don't mind saying that was told by Ed Boggess, Uh He said the way Michael Bay blows shit up In his movies he should probably be uh, Head coach for LeBron James
3: <laughs> mm. That's pretty
4: good uh, and then uh, Nate Bush being the uh, musical genius That he is uh, he, he took it to Rebecca Black
0: uh, oh,
4: God. Doing that uh, Homestyle karaoke with
3: Friday, Friday. Thank <laughs> God this game wasn't played on Friday. Party and party and hey, party and party and woo.
4: Called her Auto Tune Nobody. Rebecca <laughs> didn't know what Auto Tune was. Uh, millennials, what did you say? Uh, and then a surprise uh, for me. Uh, I expected a lot more out of Natalie Wood. Uh, She's a bit of a ghost on the court, and somewhat of a Everybody floater.
3: More Never really saw
4: much of her. Thanks But all in all, uh, again, uh, a, a fun weekend was had by all. No feelings really hurt this week. Uh, things are a lot calmer. Um, so it's good on Golden State. Uh, I, I thought you know the PC crowd would have been uh, up in a wide mans face, but surprisingly everyone maintained. It's a good, good show. A lot of family entertainment. Uh, what can I say? Uh, Weidman, uh, they are uh, they're celebrities, and they know how to deliver the goods. So, well, that's it for uh, the uh, Abacus uh, Celebrity Basketball Game from Golden State. I think uh, next week uh, we're going to be, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we'll be in uh, Houston, home of the beard.
3: Um, oh
4: God! Good, good, interesting. We could. Uh, not a lot of love for the beard here at the Wide <laughs> Group. <laughs> but anyway, that's it for Cecil B. Bucksnort. Uh, I hope everybody had a good day. Remember, people. Just because you don't agree with somebody doesn't mean you gotta go crazy, outrageous, outrage a uh, culture. It's too much. If I offended anybody during this little ditty, I I, I could care less. I would <laughs> not apologize to anyone. <laughs> anything. So, have a good day, everyone, and we'll see you next time on the uh, Ed Boggs Celebrity NBA Basketball Tour. I am out of here.
0: Wow. is all I so, can say.
4: Let me get this straight. You're a graduate of the Don Blankenship School of Pharmacology?
0: Apparently. <laughs> My degree is yet to show up. <laughs>
4: And Ed Bogus is appearing in a Broadway show called Holy Sheets. Sheets.
0: That, that's the least. I want to know how we got the the Alan Parsons project to license the song. Oh.
4: <laughs> Nobody told you that uh, you weren't getting paid?
0: Oh, well, that makes sense then. You know that <laughs> Shackleford, he's a bastard when it comes to... You got to watch that son of bitch, I tell you. <laughs> uh, live shout out to Nick Hoff, who's listening right now live. Hello, Nick and Danielle, how are you? <laughs> And uh, making an there. appearance with a, a Diet Dr. Pepper in his hand and, and hate in his heart, ladies and gentlemen. Background Josh Brown. How are you, Josh? Yeah. yeah well, there you go, man. A few words. Licensing for pussy. <laughs> <laughs> well, there Whoa.
4: you go. What was that?
0: He said music. licensing is for pussy. People
5: use our music all the time. Did we ever see a sin of
0: it? No, we don't. <laughs> You're damn right we don't. You know
3: why we don't? <laughs> because licensing...
0: For well, there you go. Oh, I
3: thought Licensing you're for be because p-
4: you're not really a member of the
0: Beatles. <laughs> well, we are. Eh? We're not a member of the Beatles, so that that that, that hurts too. Yeah. Ah! I'm sorry.
3: You said well, because you said Beatles.
0: Apparently. Oh. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, that was the background. Josh Brown, <laughs> scream of the week. <laughs> brought to you by Brought to you by no one. Riddle <laughs> by Riddlin. by Riddlin. By Riddlein?
5: <laughs> ah, 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 Number one, fuck you. Number <laughs> <laughs> <brought> two
3: <laughs> It's brought to you by the
5: same people that gave you the licensing to the Alan Parsons Project.
0: Hey, Alan Parsons Project. <laughs> well,
5: well
0: that, that was, in fact, it's the, uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter because for pussy. No, there you go. Well, <laughs> on a note like that, I think it's time for a timeout. Let's hear... News. We already heard from Stephen P. New. We're going to hear from the, the titty website. Here we go. <laughs> Are you tired of the same old average, everyday lifestyle and the same old job that has you making less money than what you know you're worth well you should head on over to stripcamfun.com. on stripcamfun, there are tons of eligible men and women waiting to perform for you and you can join in on the fun yourself just head on over to stripcamfun.com where you can strip on cam And have some fun. When you get there right now, you'll get to see some of the most beautiful women, men, and whatever else your heart desires. And you can take advantage of the good times being had on StripCamFun.com. Make sure you get there right now and let them know that Wide Men Can't Jump brought you over. Because StripCamFun.com is not just for everyone. Must be 18 years of older to join in on the good times. Stripcamfun. Fun. Be sure to visit right now at StripCamFun.com where you can strip on camp and have some fun. And thanks to our great sponsors at StripCamFun.com. Always the best you can find on the web. Now you thought I was gone. I thought you were. <laughs> Little did I know. Well, I'm taking over this podcast. What's next?
4: It's <laughs> a <laughs> Josh Brown is a bit like herpes it's or luggage.
6: Huh? Is that what we're doing next?
0: I, I don't Another know.
6: interview? I, I don't know what we're doing next. You do?
0: uh, two, two, <laughs> yeah. Are they about an hour long? No. Well, yeah, actually. Well, <laughs> <come> back <by. laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, yeah, but not an interview. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. <laughs> the guy from, the, guy that's like
5: from the 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 team that Nathan talked to. Roll it. Roll that beautiful bean foot Roll
0: the beautiful bean food. <laughs> He sounds like
4: a pissed uh,
0: off Jim Cornette in the background. Yeah, this is... We got our own Jim Cornette on this program. Oh, goodness.
3: You
0: know. Oh, no. Here he comes <laughs> again. Here we, here we go. I'm good. good night,
3: everybody.
0: Good night, Josh. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to Wide Men Can't Jump this week. We hope you enjoyed yourself. We're having a good time here. We love we love basketball. <laughs> We've talked a little bit of basketball, but... Tim, I was able to sit down and talk with Gerald Borgay. I know that's a tough name. It's it's a little French for what we're used to here on this program, but um, he's a is Suns it Bor- Insider. Is it
4: Bourget or is it Bourget?
0: I think it's Borgay. That's how I believe yeah. he told me. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't want to pronounce it wrong, but um, he's a Phoenix Suns Insider. Uh, we'll he he knows a lot about him the Gerald. World. What? Say again, I'm sorry.
4: I said we'll just call him Gerald.
0: Yes, Gerald from Fan Sided and the Step Back. He's got all the inside knowledge of the Phoenix Suns, and the Suns have been doing pretty well this season so far, surprising a lot of people uh, with their great play early on. And Gerald and I talked on Sunday night was when he was free, so I was able to talk to him. So we'll go ahead and go to my conversation with Gerald Bourget, and then we'll come back. And Tim and I are going to go around the league, and we're going to talk about load management, and some other things like that. Here on this edition of Wide Men Can't Jump. What do you think, Tim? Let's roll to Gerald. Gotcha. Roll Thank up. you, Josh. <laughs>
3: huh.
0: Back on the show is Gerald Bourget from FanSided NBA and the Step Back. He's a Phoenix Suns reporter. Gerald, thanks again for jumping back on the show with us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well,
0: it's always good to hear from you. And uh, right now, the, uh, a lot of people are going to be surprised to hear me say this, but uh, it's a good season to be a Phoenix Suns fan. Uh, and I don't <laughs> think a lot of people saw it coming. Uh, the Phoenix Suns are putting it together here early on. Now, granted, again, they've played you know a handful of games. They're 7-4 and four right now, as we said after 11 games for the Suns, fifth in the Western Conference. If you'd have told me they'd have been ahead of the Los Angeles Clippers, I'd have called you crazy. But yet, here they are, the Phoenix Suns, and doing it without DeAndre Ayton even. Uh, We'll get to him in a minute, but how are the Suns able to do this? They've really put together a nice string of wins here, and they've beat some pretty good teams as well. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's a combination of things. You've, You've got to start with the head coaching change just because, Of all the new faces and the fact that they're good not only offensively but defensively, getting some players that have not been known for their defense in the past to buy in on that end is a credit to Monty Williams. And he has really updated his um, offensive sets since his last time as a head coach in the league. Obviously the league has changed since then. Um, He's been able to adapt really well. Um, The other thing is just giving Devin Devin Booker a point guard has made a huge difference. Um, You know, a lot of people question whether he could actually win in this league, whether he was actually an impactful player. Um, We're getting a pretty good look at how impactful he can be when he has teammates that are capable of setting him up. Um, He's posting 50-50-90 shooting splits right now. So even though his overall numbers are a little bit down compared to last year, he's never been more efficient and more locked in defensively. And then uh, you've got to mention Aaron Baines, who has filled in, wonderfully for DeAndre Ayton at that center spot Um, he brings a lot to the table that Ayton doesn't as far as his three-point shooting ability Ayton has just exploded from three this year shooting nearly 47 percent from deep on about four attempts per game Um, and a lot of teams aren't accounting for it they're not aware that he's a shooter yet so he has all day to fire and when they do come out on him it gives a ton of space for cutters like Booker and Kelly Oubre Um, So just having NBA-capable players around Devin Booker has made a real difference, and they've been put in positions to succeed.
0: Yeah, they have. And Devin Booker, obviously, averaging 25 a game doesn't hurt either. Uh, He's doing very well here so far this season. But you mentioned having a point guard around him. Ricky Rubio, um, not known for his shooting abilities in the past, but has really had a good season so far 13.6 13.6 points per game. And Rubio, believe it or not, actually rebounds very well. 6.3 rebounds per game. And he's averaging almost nine assists per game. And here's the stat that a lot of people overlook. He's averaging a steal and a half a game. He's got very quick hands, can really cause uh, some fits, forcing turnovers, and he's such a good passer. Playing beside Rubio, what's what's that doing for Booker's confidence? Is it just improving and is Rubio making everyone better, really, is the real question.
1: Yeah, I mean, he really is. You mentioned almost nine assists per game. Um, having a competent floor general, even if his passes don't directly lead to assists, he's been behind a lot of um, you know, hockey assists, secondary assists. And just having an intelligent floor leader really makes a difference. Like Devin Booker um, really improved his playmaking last year, but he's not a true point guard. He's not going to become James Harden, this you know passing wizard. He's a very good secondary playmaker, but he's best utilized as a scorer, and being able to conserve energy, not having to dribble it up the court every time, not having to make every play, um, it helps conserve energy for the defensive end for him. So Rubio, um, really, he helps set the tone defensively, him and Baines, um, he's at the point of the attack there on defense. And uh he, like you mentioned, he has shot the ball very well from three point range um thirty seven and a half percent on three attempts per game. Teams are giving him that open look because he you know he's not known for being a shooter, he's known for being a pretty poor shooter um but he is taking the open ones that he has to take to make defenses respect him, and he's been making them so far so um all around Rubio has been the real deal and it's um, kind of funny now to look back on the summer and see how many people criticized that contract that the Suns gave him.
0: Yeah, and me being one of them because I'm a Minnesota fan and I remember the Rubio years, And uh, but he's not playing like that. So um, Frank Kaminsky, another guy that maybe caught – the Suns caught some flack for signing, but past two games he's been doing well. 19 points against Atlanta. Almost had a double-double against the Lakers, 16-9 and with three assists. Uh, Frank the Tank, he's averaging better stats this year than probably any time in his career. What's uh, What's got Frank Kaminsky coming off the bench and playing so well for this team?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to Monty's system, but he had mentioned as early as uh, media day that he was looking forward to showing people that he can play make off the dribble, that he can do a lot more than he was able to show in Charlotte. And um, early on, like in preseason and the first couple games of the season, he looked fantastic. Um, he was coming; he was one of the first subs off the bench coming in, providing scoring, um, some rebounding, and uh, he could play either that four or that five spot, uh, which is useful for when DeAndre Ayton comes back. The problem with him is for about two weeks, he went through a really bad cold streak. Um, I think he missed like 10 or 15 straight threes in a row. Um, so that's why his three-point percentage is, is so low at 25% right now. But um, he snapped out of it the last few games, like you've mentioned, which is good because it looked like a lot of it was mental with him, just not being able to see a shot fall. Um, And when he finally saw one fall, he was able to kind of snap out of it. So hopefully the bench will be able to rely on him moving forward. Um, The last few weeks have been a little bit rough, but he started off on a great note. He's looked great the last few games. Um, I think he's going to be able to do a lot more off the bench than certainly I was going to give him credit for coming into the season.
0: You mentioned Kelly Oubre, and he's a guy that I've sung the praises for for the past few years. I really like his game. I like what he can do. He's up now to almost 17 points per game, just having really good games. Had a 30-point game against Atlanta the other night, 18 against Brooklyn. So Oubre's really kind of found his rhythm in Phoenix, uh, no longer a backup. Getting that starting role, shooting well from the floor, he's averaging almost 50%. From the floor shooting wise, is Ubre really looking like the point guard of the future here? I mean, he's only twenty three years old.
1: Um, I mean, he's he's a very good wing. Like he is, um, he he's that athletic slashing wing that the Suns need to really balance this system. They've got a lot of shooters, they've got penetrators, um, but they need someone. When especially with DeAndre Ayton not there. Um, they need someone cutting to the basket to take advantage of those drives for easy buckets. They need someone um, who's going to make the defense work. And he's done a great job with that. He had a really bad, like one point game against the Lakers and then immediately bounced back. Like you said, against the Hawks with a 30 point game. Um, He's that guy that can just catch it on the wing and make things happen attacking the basket, which Devin Booker is good at that, but he's got so many other elements to his game that come first so with Kelly kind of having that tunnel vision actually helps as far as him putting his head down getting to the basket um you know just cutting off of plays when other teams are worried about shooters or pick and roll action like it really does make a difference and he's gotten very good at timing his cuts um, and building that chemistry with a guy like Rubio who likes to drive a lot
0: one thing that I, I did notice um with the Suns is they're not afraid to to play young guys. Javon Carter has been getting some time, especially uh, a, few, a few games back, he was getting quite a bit of playing time. Uh, they're not scared to play these guys. You know, Cameron Johnson's getting to play, and you're seeing a, a, lot, of, a lot of young talent kind of emerging here. Um, is that just part of the system, that they want to see these young guys get some time out on the court and everything like that? I think it's
1: more to the effect of the fact that these guys, these younger guys that they're playing are ready or surprisingly ready for that. Um, You know, it hasn't been a focus to play young guys. If anything, the focus has been to only play guys that are ready to contribute. And um, that's why Javon Carter got off to such a great start this season. He was playing the best basketball of his early career. Um, shooting lights out from three, just hounding guys up and down the court like he did at West Virginia. Um, he was a real bulldog, and and Monty Williams loved that about him. His shot selection wasn't great, though, and his um, decision-making as far as setting up the offense wasn't either. So that's why his minutes have kind of been cut back recently. Um, when Ty Jerome comes back, he will probably assume that backup point guard role. Um, but for now, Um, you know Tyler Johnson has kind of taken that over Um, but you know Ty Jerome was billed as an NBA ready rookie and Cam Johnson has surprisingly looked like one as well Um, he's been able to show that he can do a little bit more than just shoot the ball Um, and he's shooting at nearly a 42 percent clip on four attempts per game so um, you know one of the best shooters coming into the draft is definitely living up to his billing now that he's kind of found his rhythm Uh, Ty Jerome is just a very smart, intelligent backup who looked pretty good in preseason. And uh, Javon Carter was just playing great. So, honestly, it's more of a unique situation where all three of these guys, these younger guys who either have been getting minutes or figure to get minutes have just been, you know, they look like the part of NBA players already.
0: Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room. Um, DeAndre Ayton, we we got sure. to bring it up. Suspended for 25 games for violations, uh, some sort of apparently supplement or or something. What can you tell us about that? Because that was kind of kept a little bit hush-hush. What can you tell us about what happened with Aiden?
1: Right. So he was suspended 25 games for a diuretic, which is used – it's usually used as a masking agent to mask something else. Like it makes you urinate more often um, to get stuff out of your system. Um, he was going with the defense that he ingested it it unknowingly, which is why they were going to appeal it. I'm assuming they appealed it, but there really hasn't been a lot of information that's come out about it. And at this point it's safe to assume that he's going to serve either the full 25 games or pretty close to it, because we probably would have heard something by now on the appeal process if they were going to have a successful appeal. Um, Also the son's statement after the fact after it was announced that he had been suspended 25 games by the league was not exactly kind of backing up their guy. It was more expressing disappointment and saying that he'll do better moving forward rather than saying, we're going to fight this or whatever it might be. So um, for juries out as far as what you believe that diuretic was for, whether it was unintentional, but it does look like he's going to serve the full 25 games and uh, the only reason we're not talking about this more is the fact that Aaron Baines has been so terrific, and the Suns are off to this great start. Um, You're definitely starting to see more and more with other teams' ability to score in the paint, just because they're taller and more athletic. That is definitely catching up to the Suns, because their two interior defenders now are Aaron Baines and Frank Kaminsky. Baines is a very good positional defender, but a lot of times he is just he's not tall enough. He's not big enough down there. And Frank Kaminsky, same thing with him. He's very tall, but probably not strong enough to be, you know, a starting or backup center. If your goal is to be a good interior defensive team. So having a guy like Aiton will definitely help. Uh, But for now, thankfully the suspension hasn't been a huge topic of discussion because the Suns are faring so well.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. I would actually like to find out what kind of diuretic he was taking. Um, Because it depends, again, it always comes back to the, was it prescribed? Sometimes diuretics are put put in with some blood pressure medications, so he may have took it without knowing. Uh, I mean, it really, it it depends on what the diuretic was uh, and was it prescribed or was it just a supplement per se. Um, So again, it all comes down to that. I'm sure if it was a prescribed medication that he wouldn't have gotten suspended. But, um, you know, that's just one of those things that kind of happens here. Uh, Sun's offensive output can't be denied, though. They are fourth in the league right now in points per game, averaging 117.6 points per game, and not bad in field goal percentage either. The t- as a team, they are second in the league at 47.5% shooting. So that's some pretty solid numbers from this team. And we haven't talked about Dario Saric, and I do love me some Dario <laughs> Saric. Um, What can you tell us about Dario Saric's contributions to this Phoenix Suns team?
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have been, like, disappointed with him, but I really don't get it. You know, I guess they're just looking at the scoring column and seeing that he's only averaging, like, 11 points per game. But you look at his shooting splits, he's very efficient, 46, 40, 80. Um, You know, he's a plus seven when he's on the floor. He's rebounding the ball. His help side defense has been tremendous. Like, there are some nights when he's a little bit, Um, undersized at that four spot. But now that he's kind of gotten his groove from three point range and become a little bit more confident, a lot of the passes that he makes are very intelligent. Like he's just a very good all around basketball player. And he's the kind of guy that will go under the radar, but he's kind of the epitome of what the Suns have needed all along. Just NBA caliber players who know what they're doing. Um, Just guys that can move the ball can score when they're open Um, And can defend well enough You know, like, that is something that Phoenix has been lacking for years now It's the reason why Devin Booker's teams Have never won 30 games And having a guy like Saritz, I I feel like He is the poster child For, you know, what you can do When you add real NBA players To (laughs) a couple of upcoming stars Like Devin Booker and hopefully DeAndre Ayton Once
6: he's back
0: Yeah, I know, as a Minnesota fan He's surely, surely missed In Minnesota. Um, I really like the way he spaces the floor, too. He can space out a floor, and he knows exactly where he needs to be. And then one thing people don't look at is his ability to backdoor cut and his ability to Mm -hmm. get to the rim and maybe make that extra pass when he's dribbling or be there when you have a guard cutting and they need to find an open man if they've drawn a defender. The things that Sarge does, it's those things that don't show up in the stat book, but it's one of those things where – you know he's making this team better. He makes every other guy on the court better just by the way he plays. So people that just look at box scores and stats, you're not going to appreciate Dario Saric. you got to sit down and watch him play the game. That's just something that comes from watching a lot of NBA players.
3: Right.
1: He's not a flashy guy to watch at all, but he is, if you know the nuances and the intricacies of the game, you will pick up on things that, he does very
0: well um, that just, you know, go under the radar, like you said. Yeah, one thing Phoenix is actually very good at doing here, maybe not something to brag about, uh, they're second in the league in personal fouls per game, believe it or not. They're averaging about uh, <laughs> 25 per game, believe it or not, this season. <laughs> um, and that, that's the sign of, of a young team, I think, in a way. How do they cut back on that? I mean, fouls is one thing that uh, teams try to cut back on as much as they can, but you're averaging 25 fouls per game. That's quite a bit. Only uh, second behind the Sixers who are averaging 25.2 fouls per game.
1: Right. There's been a lot of talk about that in the locker room and uh, from Coach Monty Williams as far as they're actually okay with it right now. They're not okay with it, but they view this as kind of a hurdle that they need to get over as far as establishing themselves in the eyes of the league as a physical defense, you know, the whole earning the officials respect kind of thing. Um, as you mentioned, they are a young team. A lot of their fouls, they're not like dumb fouls that you would normally see at a young team. They're they're just physical and they don't get the benefit of the whistle a lot. I'm not the guy that's going to sit here and tell you like, oh yeah, the games they lost were probably due to whistles. But there are a lot of calls that have gone against the Suns that have been kind of like, questionable as far as like okay you're giving the other team the benefit of the doubt because those guys have been around the block before you know they know how to draw fouls that kind of thing I think it's going to be a learning process I think it's something that will come down as the year goes on and and it starts to sink in like oh okay the Suns are a legitimate team they have legitimate players who know how to defend without fouling they're just a physical defense once that kind of thing sets in I really do think the foul count will go down maybe not as far down as the Suns are hoping for but I think it'll go down a little bit once they've kind of established themselves as a legitimate team with a physical defense
0: yeah I think so too and you know a lot of people are saying oh, it's kind of luck early on in the season look they gave the 76ers their first loss on the year the Suns I think are legit and I'm saying that because you and I talked before the season started Gerald and we both said you know, People are sleeping on this Suns team. A lot of people are saying they're going to be the worst team in the West. I said with all that talent, if they're able to put it together, and you agreed, and you know, you're championing it as well, this is a team that's going to be legit, in my opinion. Um, they're going to compete mm-hmm. for a playoff spot. Now, whether they get in or not remains to be seen. Uh, there's a lot of teams that are going to compete for playoff spots, so we'll have to wait and see. But do you think they're going to, you know, especially when they get eight and back healthy, well, not really healthy, but back from his suspension and – They get everybody together. Do you think this is a playoff team right now with the way they're playing?
1: I really do. And I never would have said that coming into the season. I thought they would be a team to take seriously. I thought they would be a much improved team. But because of the state of the West, I didn't see them anywhere near a playoff spot. Um, Now I I have changed course. And, of course, it's only been 11 games. But, man, based on what you've seen from this team and the gauntlet of, of an early schedule that they've faced, you know, they've taken on the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Lakers, like just all of these really good Western teams already. And they've got a seven and four record with the fourth best net rating in the NBA. Like that is very impressive. Um, And you look at some of the slow starts that other teams have had, like the Portland Trailblazers, Oklahoma City Thunder, those those types of things could matter a couple of months from now. So Um, I do think they will compete for a playoff spot at the very least. Whether they get in, we'll see. It's a long season. But right now, if I had to guess, I would say this definitely looks like a playoff team. The the key will be what Aiton looks like when he comes back. Because in that first game, he blocked four shots, and he just had the defensive awareness that Suns fans know is, you know, vital to his success as a potential rim protector in this league. Uh, the problem is that game was against the Kings. So we need to see if that changes or if that stays the same once he comes back, especially after watching Aaron Baines thrive in his absence.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned some of the slow starts. Uh, the Spurs also, surprising slow start. They've lost five in a row, have the San Antonio right. Spurs. And that's unco- like just shocking that they've lost that many games in a row. <laughs> Of course, Steph Curry's injury and the Warriors, uh, the Pelicans got off to not having Zion, so they're not going to be what we thought they would be. Minnesota and and Phoenix and Dallas right now are looking like surprise teams that could sneak into the playoffs. So we'll have to wait and see how it plays out. But, um, yeah, the Suns team I think is legit, and they're for real. So if you're out there, I would definitely keep an eye on them. You never know. Um what can happen in the NBA and this is a team that's proving that and this is why you gotta start watching from the early early beginnings of the season and go all the way to the end because you, you want to see these teams develop and grow and this is a team that's definitely doing that.
1: Absolutely. It's been fun to watch so far, but like you said, very long season ahead. There will be ups and downs. Um the good thing is Monty Williams is aware of that and he's emphasized over and over and over again to both his team and the media that their goal is to improve month to month. It's not to settle on what they've accomplished so far. Um, so hopefully that month to month improvement continues, because if that's the case, we could see something very special by the end of
0: the season. Absolutely. Well, Gerald, thanks again for jumping on in, talking Phoenix Suns with me, and giving me the the lowdown of what's going on out there in the desert. Let our listeners know where they can keep up with you, follow you, read your work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you can follow me on Twitter at um And you can check out my work on fansided.com slash NBA. Uh, we've got a lot of good content from a very talented group of writers, and um, I'm providing Suns coverage as well as coverage on other teams when they come to visit, um, just kind of depending on the matchup and who's in town. But uh, definitely Suns coverage and additional NBA coverage
0: all on there. All right. Well, thanks again, Gerald, and we hope to have you back Later, as the season goes on, talk a little more Phoenix Suns and get some more uh, lowdown on what's going on. So thanks again for jumping on.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: Anytime. Thank you. And that was Gerald Bourget from the phoenix suns like my dramatic pause there had nothing to do with the fact that i thought i was gonna sneeze
4: that's what that was eh
0: yes
3: (laughs) but gerald (laughs) thanks again to to
0: gerald from fansider for jumping on talking phoenix suns with us we appreciate him and uh speaking of appreciation the good people at stay classy Meets have hooked my freezer up tim you saw a picture of my freezer the other day didn't you i hate you We actually made some steak Classy meat steak the other night. Um, my mom made them. Yes, I let my mother near the grill. I know, I know, scary, but no, she did a great job. Uh, they were fantastic. They came out perfect, tender, not a lot of, all the, all the fat was right on the edge of the strips, right? And it was just just cut away so easily. Nice steak, good good cook with it there. Nice all the way through. I'm a medium rare guy. It was a little closer to medium for my liking, but it was still delicious. And Stay Classy Meats, man, never had a bad product from there. My family, by the way, is crazy about the honey bacon. I don't care if you haven't tried this. My brother-in-law is one of the most picky eaters you'll ever meet. He's very simple. He doesn't like a lot of, like, if you put more than salt and pepper on something, you're doing it wrong. That's how he is. And that's true. He's very, he doesn't like a lot of spice, a lot of anything on his food. Um, He tried the honey bacon from Stay Classy Meats. He's hooked. He loves it. He wants more. Uh, So he's going to be ordering some soon. So uh, Stay Classy Meats, man, check them out. That honey bacon's fantastic. I highly recommend it. It's got my family going crazy. It's really good, really. um, And everything just fries up simple or grills up real easy. It's really good quality product. Uh, Check them out and let's hear a little more from them. Stay Classy Meats is your online meat market where you can get the best quality meat for competitive prices. Head on over to stayclassymeats.com and use the promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order. That's right, if you head to stayclassymeats.com you can save 10% on your order with promo code Men. but that's not all. Not only will Stay Classy Meats give you 10% off they're also throwing in a 3 pound of Montana grass fed ground beef. Make sure you get over to stayclassymeats.com right now to check out their selection. Whether it be pork, ribs, chicken, steak, bison, ribeye, or any other type of meat that you desire, you can get it at stayclassymeats.com. They are high-quality meat that you will not want to miss out on. If you like to eat well and eat clean and eat some of the best quality products out there, stayclassymeats.com is for you again at stayclassymeats.com right now go check them out stayclassymeats.com you want to get there and you want to get there quick great prices great quality products it's something you really need to really check out stayclassymeats.com well tim we promised the people We talk a little NBA tonight, and that's what we're going to do an hour into the show. Uh, But you and I talking, of course. We had Gerald on. He was great and had a little fun to begin the show. Um, Let's look at some news and notes around the league right now Um, before we jump, because I want to talk about a couple of things that happened in the college world as well. I think there's some things we really need to talk about there. But um, let's check it out here. Uh, Ryan Anderson got waived. In case anybody didn't uh, miss out on that, Ryan Anderson gone now from the Houston Rockets. He is no longer on that squad. So he's available now for uh, teams to clear through waivers. So Ryan Anderson's a nice forward. We'll see uh, if anybody goes and picks him up. He's a nice piece. Um, Portland today waived Paul Gasol. uh, He's been unable to successfully rehab the left foot following surgery. And the Blazers had uh, protections in their one-year deal that they signed with him. Um, But, yeah, he's going to be gone from the Blazers' team. They're working on details of a coaching role, though, for Pyle Gasol in Portland. So his NBA career may be over. But uh, Portland wants to keep him around to coach some. But speaking of Portland, Tim, Portland was back in action last night. No Damian Lillard, but there was a guy on the court that we both recognized. Carmelo Anthony back okay. out on the court for the Portland Trail Blazers. They fall short of the New Orleans Pelicans 115 to 104. But uh, Mello came out 10 points, four rebounds in his first game, had a block. But man, Mello's plus minus looked as mellow as ever. Minus 20 in the plus yeah. minus. Two of mm-hmm. three from three. Uh, four fourteen from the court, uh, but really nobody was really on fire last uh, night for yeah. the Blazers. C.J. McCollum, um, he had he led the the Blazers with twenty two points. But what do you think, Mellow? Back uh, back in the league now.
4: Uh, Mellow apparently was not working out because uh, twenty four minutes, and uh, by all reports, he was gassed. Um, you'd think. He'd get into some shape, mind you. Carmelo doesn't really know too much about the uh,
0: defense. Um, no, and he never did. And, and I don't think Portland. I don't think Portland really that, went out and got him for for that. No, I think Portland but... went out and said Portland said, "Let's take a chance. We need a three. We need somebody at that three position to kind of fill in that role." And that's what they did with Melo. Why not? I mean, y'all feel slow start. You're not, you know, the team's not playing well right now. Why not take a flyer? It's really a, you know, low no risk, high reward kind of thing. I don't blame him. No, and they they just got to
4: use him. They got to spot use him. I mean, he gave he turned the ball over a pile of times last night, too. Yeah. So that doesn't help. But I mean, he yeah, yeah, as a role player. I, he he could serve a purpose for a lot as of long time as, as long as you're
0: not paying the guy what he was getting paid before. I well, think having him not, on so, is fine.
4: Yeah, and they're not. So and if, if yeah. it doesn't work out they'll just they'll cut him loose and end the story.
0: So Yeah. Uh I think it's worth the chance. I really do. I, and I'm glad to see him back out in the uh back out in the league. It's good to see Mello. Mello's a great he's a great player. Probably gonna be a Hall of Famer one of these days. Um mm, maybe. Maybe maybe, I mean, maybe, yeah.
4: maybe maybe eventually, maybe. Uh, to yeah. get back to that Houston Rockets story for a brief moment, um, what did he did he demand like that he get to touch the ball once or twice during the game, or what was what, what was the reason for cutting him loose?
0: I just it wasn't working out. I mean the lack of defense oh. and just seemed like it just wasn't working. I I don't know why exactly. Uh, that I mean, just I, seemed I, to be.
4: I, I... How much was he really playing? Um, or was he even, for that matter? I'm wondering.
0: I mean, not much in Houston, honestly, and not much. You know, Atlanta got him and brought him over, uh, but they just wanted the contract to create space. They just took on the bad deal. Melo's just not like, – the past few seasons for Mellie didn't do well in Oklahoma City. He really hasn't done well since he left – uh, New York. That's really been the last place he kind of thrives. Well, in not, New York. I'm
4: not talking about Mellow. I'm talking about uh,
0: Anderson. Oh, Ryan Anderson. I'm sorry.
4: Yeah, yeah. Why did Mellow get... played
0: for Houston? That threw me off.
4: Oh, okay. Sorry. Why um, did he like? Did he, did he demand that he get to touch the ball, or
0: <laughs> perhaps I don't know, but
4: like um, that's the guy. I'm, I mean, if he, you, I mean, you said he he'd probably be a pretty good good pick up. Why
0: didn't they no, keep him? No, he's them? not. Yeah. He's not bad. I think the issue with Anderson was his lack of defense. Honestly, he's not a great defender. Okay. He was a great shooter, but he shot a lot <laughs> from the outside. He's a seven footer who well, not as good a shot uh, as Harden or Westbrook. And they
4: already got one of them in, in Houston who doesn't play very good defense. They so don't need another one. <laughs> yeah,
0: really. Um, just didn't fit after a certain time. So Anderson yeah, and he yeah. was a, his his contract was very expensive. So I understand why they kind yeah, of okay. parted uh, ways yeah, then, with him.
4: Okay, that makes a little more sense. All right, I'm on board now.
0: Yeah, definitely was. Um, let's go ahead and look at some more news here. Let's jump down to college, shall we? Um, I don't know if mm-hmm. we got a chance <laughs> to talk about it. University of Kentucky fell to Evansville. Uh, did we get? A, did, did we talk about that last week? I think. Um, we Um,
4: I think we might have, but it still bears. Uh, it, it's still <laughs> worth talking about again because it was wonderful.
0: Yeah, University of Kentucky falls to Evansville last week. Then they have a scare this week with, like, Utah Valley something. uh, Gave them a little bit of a scare this week. Do you think the Kentucky Wildcats are are in trouble?
4: One's one's starting to wonder if there's not a little bit more going on there. I I kind of thought at first that they just looked past, uh, you know, a team they should beat. But I'm starting to wonder.
0: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, I couldn't. Um,
4: Well, normally it doesn't, you know. uh, They they didn't look, you know. Okay, Evans. I'll give them all right. They got caught maybe off guard looking past Evansville. Fine. Now after that game, you go into playing at Utah Valley. Okay, yeah, perennial powerhouse, uh huh? Yeah, Um, yeah. They're the hottest thing on this street corner. and you give up 47 points in the second quarter and hang on to win. And it wasn't – like, that, that's not a good sign. And, I mean, I think you're going to probably see Ken, Kentucky drop from, what, one to nine. I think you're going to see them drop again because that win is not – you know, Michigan State plays Charleston Southern, and no offense to Charleston Southern, but the, 94-46. That's what top-ranked teams do. Yeah, against, against school, you know, against schools that they have really. They're again like we talk about in football all the time too, that they really have no business even playing against. But that's how it works. So you know, Ohio State wins by 35. Um, Utah State wins by 32. Auburn wins by 29. You know, and all these other programs are winning by 20 and 30. And or more, and Kentucky's just barely squeaking by that is not a good look. I don't know if they were maybe overrated. I'm not sure. Um, what I find interesting about looking at their that, that that game against Utah Valley anyway um they don't have any bench. they play No, they really place. don't they played seven guys and they got nine points off the bench. So they've got nothing like maybe their starters are worth talking about, but maybe those boys are getting tired. Well, my Could be. Should be get, They shouldn't be getting tired that early in the season, but still they got nowhere else to go. If, if somebody's not. And the other thing I really noticed, which I thought was very strange, they were one for 12 in three pointers. How many college hmm. games do you see where a team only gets one three, you know, geez, good thing they called up Ben Simmons to get that one three-pointer
3: for him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
4: uh. I don't think I've ever, I mean, I'm, it probably happens, but I don't think I've ever seen a college game with a one-made three-pointer for the team. Hell, Utah Valley was 11-31 to 31 from three-point range. I guess that maybe explains the score to some degree that why they couldn't uh, so they can't shoot threes. Yeah, I mean the only reason they won that game, they were thirty one of thirty four from the charity stripe. Or else they lose. So
3: yeah.
4: yeah, so I mean a twenty point swing on the free free throw free, free throw line. That's always so hard to say for us Canadians. <laughs> which is kind of, which is kinda of funny because we like free stuff. But anyway, I don't
0: know. I don't know what's going on in Kentucky. Something. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. There are issues for sure in Kentucky. Um, Have you seen the news that the NCAA has suspended James Wiseman for a total of 12 games, but he will be able to come back and play on January 12th. So Wiseman will be back with Memphis on January 12th. Also, apparently, they put this on, uh, kind of on him. The NCAA says Wiseman must donate eleven thousand five hundred dollars to a charity of his choice. This dude's in college; he got eleven thousand five hundred dollars sitting around. I, I don't. Uh,
4: I, but I smell, I smell Stephen P New in a legal challenge.
0: Yeah, that just—I didn't even know you could do that. And I don't, I don't think know. they can.
4: I don't think they can. That's that seems rather. I mean that would that would be like you broke some kind of academic rule as a regular student, and the college told you, "Well, we're going to suspend you for two weeks and make you pay a ten thousand dollar fine." You'd be like, "I don't think so."
0: Yeah, how do you I mean, how do you
4: enforce how do you enforce that?
0: That's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, you're going mean, to force this guy to pay back money they don't. that it doesn't they doesn't
4: matter. Pl- they don't let him play. I guess if he doesn't pay, I suppose, but. I
0: guess.
3: I don't know. What's crazy about
4: that, Nate, is he went from you're fine to you're ineligible to we don't know to now a certain length of time you're ineligible. Either what he did was right or wrong, whether you agree with it or not is irrelevant. Either he broke the rule or he didn't. And I I don't think I've ever – I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm not sure if I've ever heard of somebody taking money – if he, in fact, did that, which I'm still not even sure if he did that, but if he did, that the punishment was a, you know, 10 games or whatever it works out to, as opposed to, I mean, usually they just ban the daylights out of you. Um, unless I'm wrong about that. I that could be, but it, could I be. don't think I've ever heard, I don't think I've ever heard that before. You know, usually I haven't you either. Take, usually if you take money in the, the NCAA, that usually is a death sentence. Normally, yeah yeah, programs have went down for for that. So yeah. it's something don't seem right in that whole scenario either, and I I don't know what it
0: is. But uh, well, speaking of don't it's... seem right, let's go ahead and bring him on, ladies and gentlemen, Lou, making a long long awaited return. Lou, what's up?
5: Uh,
0: I don't know. I think that as a comment or an insult. <laughs> <Anywho>. <laughs> good to hear from you again, Lou. We've uh, we've yeah, missed I'm your call a couple find times.
5: You, but every time I try to get on, the uh, I don't get in.
0: I'm sorry, Lou. It's uh, it's a busy program, but we're glad to hear from know. you again. Thank you. How's things going All in right. the garden?
5: Well, games suspended. Oh boy. I mean, look, it's not that he stole the money. I mean, I also yeah, from his mother. I mean, this this could be, should be a game viol- violation or twelve games. I don't think so. I
0: mean, well, you got to remember I mean, yeah. the NCAA is the biggest bunch of bullies, probably running. Anywhere cool. at any time, and they're money hungry, and all, and that's all they're worried about. So, that's how I look yeah. at it. They're not an organization that uh, I want to deal with.
4: Yeah, they would probably been okay if they would have got a cut of that money, then they probably would have. Oh, yeah, away.
0: if you bribe them, the it, they'll be your buddies. <laughs> you yeah, gotta do it right, though. Oh, oh yeah,
4: yeah. Of course. yeah. There's channels for the bribery. I mean, yeah, yeah
0: this is this is some Mickey Mouse organization we're looking at, Lou. We we we're bribe not, correctly no. here, okay? Yeah,
4: we're not we're not <laughs> barbarians or anything. We we do this with the, like gentlemen. We bribe, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, what are your thoughts on know. Kentucky, heard... Lou?
5: Oh, you you mean the biggest upset of the century in basketball? Wow.
3: <laughs> I it's I didn't see that it's...
5: coming at all. I mean, i like Evansville, who we probably think is like a second-rate banana team, almost like Division Two, and they uh, beat Kentucky at the home court, no less. I'm like, is this a typo, or is this actually happened? When I first uh, read about it, I'm like, nah, nah, this, must be a, this must be an error. I must be dreaming or something. Surprise. But, you know, <laughs> I don't think it's going to hurt them in the long run. I think Kentucky's going to bounce back and forget this loss even happened by the time uh, conference play comes around they're going to be right back up again and forget this whole thing ever happened. So, one of those... Well, like things
0: con- it's not like they're in a conference that's really screaming powerhouses here, so... No. You know. No, not at all. Yeah, so we'll have to wait and see what happens with Kentucky. Um, any other NCAA thoughts out of you, Lou?
5: Well, depending on the conference but you go by... um my Sinal pirates, um, well, who looked to be over um, overrated in the beginning of the preseason polls, I think are holding their own right now. I mean, okay, yeah, they lost to Michigan State last week, but hey, it was not it was not a total blowout there. They lost by three points, so they're holding their own right now. Because you know, usually, when they play against a top-ranked team at the beginning of the year, they get they get you know whooped. But uh, they held the own against, as you can see, and uh, they're doing pretty well right now. So I think I watch out for the Pirates this
0: year. Yeah, I mean, they've got a good shot, I think. What do you think, Tim?
4: We're talking about the good old Hall here, aren't we?
5: Yes. I am from Jersey, you know.
4: This is true. Um, and It's the only 20 minutes from my house. I would say, uh, yeah, I think they'll be all right. Yeah, they got a... Seton Hall is I, – when I was a younger man, Seton Hall was a team that was usually up there quite a distance.
0: Well, the, we yeah. miss we what was the Big East. I know that. I know I miss it. God.
4: Yeah, we we talked about that, it on
0: here before. That was some of the best stuff in the world back in the day. No, I, mean,
4: sure. yeah, I, mean, I mean, you look at even now, though. I mean, you used to – yeah, because, I mean, Georgetown, St. John's, DePaul, those teams all used to St. be Joshua's pretty good. St. John's had a good game tonight. Yeah, Marquette, Villanova, all those teams used Syracuse. to. Syracuse. Yeah, there was all there was. That was a perennial powerhouse for basketball at one time, and they kind of fell I by know. the waist. Kind of fell by the wayside. Now way we side. got
5: you know um, the, just known as now the Catholic Seven.
4: <laughs> I like that. That's what they call it, and I like that. Um, but Seton, I yeah, did no, not season, make that up. Seton Hall will be uh, they'll be fine. There's no reason. They, they, there's no reason why they shouldn't win the, that conference.
5: Well, last year their conference record wasn't that great. So, and when I read the uh the polls were like, how is Ceah Hall ranked top in the in the top 15? Their their conference record was pathetic last year. Their overall record was just, you know, mediocre. So, well, you know, I was a little skeptic about it.
4: Let's let's be honest though now. We're 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 trying to put you're trying to apply logic to college sports rankings.
3: Yeah, you know? really. I
4: you know, and there's there's just no figuring out any of it. Uh, teams lose and don't drop. Teams win and drop three spots,
0: and you
4: have no that's, idea. That's
0: crazy. Yeah, it's insane. I, I well, mean, I it, that's, one, that's one good thing about the tournament. I'll say that. Um, by All the right. end of the season, we know who's the best. You can't argue. We
4: should know.
0: If you get in, <laughs> just win.
4: You, yeah, I mean, I don't think, has it ever really happened where whoever won the title, you went, oh, my God, these guys shouldn't have even been, you know, in
3: the
4: in the tournament. It, yeah. That never happens.
0: Maybe Houston. <laughs> you, yeah,
4: yeah, but you still, you've got to beat some awfully good teams to oh, get yeah, there.
3: Oh, yeah,
4: I... You know, it's, it's not like it's a one-off. I mean, college football has taken it a, a step or two with the playoff and all that, but. You can mm-hmm. still, you can you can get into the playoff and you might have a really good record, but nobody really knows whether you're really any good or not. Oh, I mean,
5: just like South Florida last year in football.
4: Uh-oh. Well, and you, there was quite a few years where Boise State was the West Coast version of UCS, yeah. they would beat the daylights out of everybody and just couldn't get into that top ranking because they're not you know, in Alabama or they're not conference. Yeah, they're not from that neck of the woods, and they just don't get no love. And but hey, basketball yep. is no different. Duke. So it's like a man in They get no respect. Yeah, Duke, North Carolina, places like that. That was pretty good. Um, it was. But, <laughs> I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are certain teams in college basketball that get the benefit of the doubt, regardless of whether they're any good or not. And they really have yeah. to stink to get. I mean, I've seen. I mean, I hate Duke, so I'm a little bit bias oh, tor- towards them but th- there's several times in the last few years where they lose games and are still ranked number one and it's just like okay yeah. no as soon as you lose and there's anybody else who was in the top 10 who hasn't lost you've got to go below them you can't <laughs> it just makes no sense but yeah. you know it's, there again we're also talking about a, it might be college sports but it's still about money and yeah you know, yeah. Sometimes it is. Gotta um, yeah. dangerous combinations yeah, I mean it's we're, we're talking about millions and tens of millions and even like we look, didn't we look at was that last week Nate or the week before where we looked at uh, the amount of money college football was getting off of bowl games and it or or television uh, that, it, was it was absolutely absurd. it was absolutely frightening I mean it's in the hundreds of billions of dollars it's insane
0: right that's crazy yeah
4: yeah so, it nuts
0: you know yeah, I
5: mean most of the bowl games do not even mean anything not anymore. Not anymore. I mean, the Cockroach Bowl, uh, the Dust Bowl.
0: <laughs> the Dust Bowl. Yeah, Good well, Lord, the, bowl. if anybody we gets will, that. if
4: yeah, we, Well, I do because I'm old, but we will. A <laughs> we will, we will, <laughs> couple of, of our Oklahoma
0: visit, farmers just got offended. Okay.
4: We will visit <laughs> the uh, co- the absurdity of college bowl names again this year like we did last year. Where, oh, it's I one of my most favorite things ball. to do. It, it's unbelievable some of the stuff that they come up with, and every year they get another sponsor. That just I'm waiting like for du- uh, after uh, was it was it Bang Brothers who tried to get their naming rights on a stadium?
0: Yeah, they did, and they, they should have gotten it. That would have been amazing.
4: Maybe they'll maybe they'll go for a bowl game, the Bang Brothers Bowl.
0: Bang Brothers Bowl, my yeah, God! I think I'd buy tickets for
4: that. that. She takes the cake cactus bowl. Yeah there's there's okay. some Hey wanna go buy a cactus after the game? The it, Dollar General it, it,
0: Bowl was always a it, good it, one. It,
4: yeah, it's, it's some of the sponsors are just totally insane and they are
0: the mo- I mean and once the the money, time,
4: I remember there's only eight bowl games in the whole season. And they all meant something. Now yeah. nobody nobody really even cares unless you are a fan of the one of the teams that's in it. I would have watched of
5: course uh, there was one bowl that uh that I thought was like a real laugher I mean, it had, it had the stupidest name for it. It was named after a margarine, too. <laughs> yeah.
0: The, I can't believe it's not Butter Bowl.
5: Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Good try, but wrong.
0: Ah, you do what you can.
5: This was, the, this was actually before I Can't Believe It's Not Butter.
0: The, the Betty Crocker Bowl?
5: Wrong. Well, damn
0: it, Lou. Just go ahead, then.
5: It's not the damn it Lou Bowl, either. No. Uh, <laughs> ever here is something called Blue Bonnet? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah
0: blue
4: you ball
3: the blue Oh yeah. my, God Yeah. Why yeah. not? Good,
5: well,
4: you had that. Well, somebody then did had... a math, man, and they they went well. If, if we can get eight sponsors to spend ridiculous sums of money, why not sixteen? And then that went from well, hell, if we can get sixteen games sponsored, why not seventy-five? Now it's hundred twenty-seven. Yeah, and that's what happened. I mean. People keep throwing money yeah, but at it. Now you're going to see
5: teams that are like two and six. I mean, two and seven get into a bowl game.
4: No, you've gotta you got to have six wins to get in the bowl game. Yeah, you better. I mean, That's talk the about world. order down. You've got to have six wins, but that, that doesn't mean you even had a winning record.
0: Yeah, exactly. 500. Well, Lou, I hate to cut our conversation short, but we got to get to the interview. Here, so we will bid uh, you adieu. I was adieu-
5: going to run the list of the bowl games I meant that I mentioned.
0: I'll tell you what. We'll save it for another time because we got to get to. The, we got another commercial and another uh, gotcha. interview to get to. So we will get Ooh. you back on soon, Lou, and we will discuss more of the College Bowl we'll leave you, and their hilarity.
5: I leave if you I, with. If you're not next week, have a happy Thanksgiving. If you
4: are on, I'll try to call in. Oh, we'll, we'll be, be here. here. I leave you with and, uh, the Tidy Bowl. I
3: was thinking that
4: myself. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
5: All Thanks right, again for calling in, Lou. On next week. All Bye. Right. Bye. See you then. Bye-bye.
0: <laughs> Thanks to our good Bye. man, Lou, but We're I hate to cut bow. him off, Tim. I hate to cut him off, but you know what it is? Bush, Bush. Bogus shakes his ass, cause it's time Hold for on. Bush League. Ladies and
4: gentlemen, on the main, wide men can't jump stage. It's get your dollars ready. It's Ed
0: Dancing Bogus, bodacious Bogus himself, bodacious. ladies and gentlemen.
3: Bodacious
0: Bogus. <laughs> well, Tim, head on over to the wide men can't jump <laughs> Twitter page. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Go shit. check. Oh. We got our three Bush. <laughs> We have our three Bush League nominees for this week. Go check them out. Go to the bottom one and we'll start there. <laughs> Does that use pasties? Please tell me, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Pasty. Oh, goodness. Uh,
4: Let me know uh, when you're uh, ready. I'm
0: there. Our first nominee this week, Ennis Cantor, plays hot potato with the basketball. What is he doing? Ball bounces in between his hands like he's got blue bonnet on his fingers, and he looks
4: like okay. That, I mean, that is like awesome hand-eye coordination. Yeah, and then he, he looks saw, like like he's confused and he doesn't really know what happened.
0: Well, uh, he was looking agitated. in the crowd. He he looked in the crowd and saw somebody from Turkey, and he got worried. So I think that's what happened.
4: <laughs> well, I was gonna blame like maybe a laser pointer.
0: From the sniper, from Turkey.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: well, we're getting pulled off the air. Anyway. Oh, no, no, we're
4: not, because we, we have no... Well, we do have advertisers, but if they leave, oh well. Um, anyway.
3: <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
4: that was... In his
5: canter, you know what you were? That's Bush. Bush League. You hear me?
0: I Witness apologize protection. if anybody was offended by that. I've had a long week, oh, and dude, I have a very dark know. sense of humor.
4: It's all true, and he's the one who brought, who continues to bring it up all the time, so too bad.
0: Yeah. All right. Our second nominee, the king, LeBron James. Evan Turner had him on a slip and slide. Whoop.
4: Oh, there LeBron. LeBron. Whoop. Oh, la- Uh-oh. I see a new shoe deal.
0: Yeah, Coming really. Up. That's what you get when you wear big baller brand, LeBron. At least he, didn't he go. Blow a, at
4: least he didn't blow a foot out of him like Williamson.
0: Yeah, it's because, uh, well, anyway. His well, feet like his hairline.
4: LeBron doesn't move anywhere near as fast. As I yeah, know. for real.
0: But <laughs> LeBron slipping and sliding. <laughs> What's what the old thing? Slipping, sliding, something and flying. LeBron James, you know what it was, my friend.
3: I mean, that, that is Bush
0: League. That's Bush League. And our final nominee this week, um <laughs> Jonas Valenciones goes for a pass behind the head and that didn't work. And <laughs> just a little outside. Yeah, just a little outside. <laughs> Wild thing. Dar, 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 dar. Okay. And that Jonas. one didn't work. <laughs>
4: First off, the James trying to channel James Harden. Not cool. That beard's gotta go. Um, Yeah, that just that's bushy right there.
0: Oh, you know what it was? That's bushly. (laughs) Absolutely. I don't. What did he do
4: Well, well, the no look pass is predicated by the that you look before (laughs) you don't look, right?
0: The no look pass—you kind of even if you don't look, you got to know where the ball's going, and uh, Jonas didn't.
4: Like, that, you know, he just, I'm I watching it again, like, that, you know, he looks, like, severely uncoordinated at
0: that moment. It looked like he had a, cr- it looked like he was trying to scratch yeah. his back with the ball. It was, like,
4: all of a sudden, like, his arms were extended for a brief second, and then it was, like, suddenly, like, you know, he had Markel Volk syndrome, and his elbows gave out on him, and.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's like he was going luck. to pass behind him, and then that sniper from Turkey got him in the ass with a bullet. <laughs> he just <laughs> threw the ball.
4: I thought better of it halfway through, but couldn't stop himself from making the play. Yeah.
0: So um, there we go. We've got our Bushley 9 Tim. Who's our winner this week? Uh, I'm going to have to go uh,
4: uh, all expenses. Uh, Swanson Hungry Man Turkey Dinner to Enos Cantor. <laughs>
0: Oh, you know he hates Thanksgiving. In his canter, ladies and gentlemen, with the Yeah, that's <laughs> in just, this it's week. the look
4: it's the look of utter like like somebody yeah. else's
0: fault. That's the part that you yeah. do. Somebody left the ball uh, in the uh, yeah. somebody I'll left the ball in in the microwave too long. That's why this didn't work. So in his canter, Swanson's Hungry Man Dinner just uh, for you, coming your way, turkey and dressing, you'll love it. Enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, Bogus, get your dancing shoes out. Get ready to shake that ass. It's been Bush League this week. Bush,
3: Bush League. Oh, hey.
0: Hey. Hey. God.
3: The- Bush, Bush
4: League. Starring Bogus on a pole.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> goodness. Oh, wow. We're going
3: to hell and Ladies up, and but...
0: gentlemen, I do want to bring up one thing before we get to our final segment tonight. Our good friends at Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC have been hooking us up. They gave me some wrestling posters the other day that I'm in love with. I got my mom some of those Kennedy postcards that they're selling okay, right hold, now. Hold on, hold, on a, no, no,
4: hold on a second here. I don't yeah. want me to interrupt this commercial for our great sponsor, but why is it that you keep getting all the free swag?
0: <laughs> is there something you want, Timothy? <laughs> no,
4: recognition. <laughs> I, mean, okay. I mean, you're kind of taking advantage of my good Canadian nature here by uh,
0: I'll have to, I'll, no, I'll have to send I, a care I, package. I wholly understand
4: that it's totally ridiculous to try to send anything up here. I told Steve knew the same thing with his shirts. Well, if you want one, I'll send you one. No, Steve, no, you won't, because nobody wants to pay the $47 it's going to take to get it here.
0: Well, I understand completely. Yeah, um, but anyway,
4: back to a talk about
0: Yeah, I got my mom some of those uh, Kennedy postcards. Um, she loved them. They look great. And
4: uh, <laughs> Are those those ones where he says having a great time here in Dallas?
0: Oh god man i I can't make another bad joke tonight, but anyway I can and other than that, Mrs. Kennedy, how was your trip to Texas All right, anyway, a little bit messy anyway, you know L- losing my mind here in Dallas, but the uh the great people you read my mind. How's this you show going to so? be on yeah, next week? I, was, I don't know. It
4: will be on because we Because we pay for it. That's why. Yeah, cuz we sponsor it ourselves. That's why.
0: Uh, anyway, <laughs> quick quick breather. My coat of many colors. Next anyway, we'd like so. to
4: announce our new sponsor, Jim Cornette.
0: <laughs> God. Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC. Go check them out. All kinds of presidential oh, memorabilia. Man. And uh you know, we may be having a care package heading to South Carolina soon, if you know what I mean, Tim. so uh check them out, good people, and they're about to get their store open um here damn, soon, I, so.
4: I, I damn near missed that, but I got it How about yeah.
0: That? yeah, so they should have their store running soon um that was some news they let me in on the other night, and I do cool. know once they get it open, they want us they want a live wide men can't jump show uh for well, their grand yeah. opening. so we'll make it happen but uh as soon as they get that opening more info on that to come but go check them out facebook.com slash atomic comics and collectibles llc let's hear some more from them shall we if you're into comic books and collectibles then you are going to want to check out atomic comics and collectibles llc they buy and sell comic books action figures pop funkos vintage video game system vinyl records and other collectibles Retro and vintage collectibles are their specialty. They have fair and competitive pricing on all their items. Their prices will make you say, Oh my God! Currently they run on Facebook and they're in the process of getting their own storefront in Logan, West Virginia. Give their Facebook page a like and keep updated on new merchandise and announcements for comic cons and store opening in your area. They do ship, but only within the United States at this time. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, where yesterday's memories are today's future. If you are looking for anything comic book or collectible-wise, you are going to want to do one thing. The and head over to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Check out their Facebook page, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Big thanks to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Great people doing great things over there. But before we go anywhere... It's time. We're going to hear from me and Mike Hardy from NBA Quick Report. We're going around the league and talking about different things going on in the NBA. We recorded this the other night. It's a Tuesday night recording before Carmelo Anthony played for the Blazers. So take that into consideration. Uh, but Mike's a great guy. I was happy to have him on. And this is about a 30-minute conversation he and I had uh, just around the league in the NBA. So sit back and enjoy it. I hope you like it. Tim, what do you say?
4: Roll the tape.
0: Well, back on the show from NBA Quick Report. Also been featured all over Bleacher Report, Washington Post, USA Today. You name it, he's been there. It's Mike Hardy from NBA Quick Report. Mike, thanks again for coming back on the show and a little hoops with us.
6: Hey, yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate that, man.
0: Oh, anytime. Always good to have you on. And uh, we're just going to kind of do one of our favorite segments here. Uh, we try to get people to cover the whole NBA on from time to time. And instead of focusing on one team in particular, we're going to hit the big topics and uh, kind of go in depth. Let's go ahead and start the biggest news in the past week. Carmelo Anthony back in the NBA number double zero for the Portland Trailblazers. Melo will be back on the court as we record tonight. He'll be back on the court against the Pelicans for the Blazers. What's your thoughts on the Blazers going out and getting Carmelo Anthony and inserting him into the lineup?
6: Um, it's kind of a no-risk, high-reward deal here. It's non-guaranteed. Um, they're off to a slow start. They're 5-9. and nine. they got to get something going. Um, their bench scoring is atrocious. 27 of the NBA. I know he's starting tonight. I don't know if that's the plan for him throughout the season, if he makes it through the season with them, which I hope he does cuz I I mean, Melo he's a good player in my opinion. Hopefully he can uh make an impact there, but just they need a spark. I mean, it seems like teams have them kind of figured out if they try to lock up Lillard and McCollum, who else do they really have that can beat you every single night? So hopefully he can add a spark. I'm not sure if it'll happen or not, but we'll get a good glance tonight without Lillard for sure. Yeah, they uh
0: they kept Rodney Hood around. I guess they thought that would be the answer. Alpha Aminu left. Myers Leonard is gone. Now they're relying more on Zach Collins. Uh Nurkic has been hurt. So really without those few players, the Trailblazers have become a uh a two horse show that everyone's kind of figured out. They're really allowing the other three players on the court to beat them. Now, Melo is a defensive liability, in my opinion. My main question is going to be, can he play defense well enough to be uh, considered uh, good enough? Because he's a scorer. The man can score. He's one of the best uh, scorers in NBA history. He can shoot. He can drive. He can do what he needs to do. He's an ISO player. But can he play defense well enough to make him being on the court worth it? That's really the, the
6: question that everyone's thinking. I hope so. We'll get a good look tonight, too. It's going to be a high-scoring, um, up-tempo game, so hopefully he can just keep it. I'm not even saying he needs to be an above-average defender. Just He needs to just be not a liability, just so he can keep himself on the court and keep the team in play, um, because they've had a lot of trouble with the forward position. They've had I'm looking at it now, one, two, three, five different guys other than Hood, Whiteside, McComb, and Lillard, um, five different guys start two or more games, whether it's Little or Bazemore or Collins or Hazonja or Tolliver. I mean, they're they're just trying to find something that could work for them um, on either side of the ball. So I just – I don't know if he can keep it defensively, at least average, but I'm hoping that he can because – the spark he can bring offensively is, is worth it for sure.
0: And I've been kind of calling this uh, this problem for them for a few years because if you look at their draft history, you know, they had Lillard and McCollum, and I'm sitting there going, everyone's saying one of them is going to get traded. They think it's McCollum. Okay, they're not going to trade either one of them. I, I get that. You want to keep those two. Both are very talented. I get that. Then they go and they draft Anthony Simons. Okay. You added another guard to an already guard-heavy team. Then they get Rodney Hood, who was at the forward spot's going to be undersized. They have Kent Bazemore. They let Al Farouk Aminu go. The only guy who really showed any kind of promise, um, you know, they're not really blessed in the three-four range. They got a they got centers, centers for days, but the three-four spot yep. is really hurting them right now. And in the in modern NBA, you've got to have a four who can stretch the floor. That's really what the NBA is coming to. If you don't have a five that can stretch the four, you got to have at least a four. Otherwise you're going to get beat. And I think that's what's happening with the Blazers right now. They've just drafted poorly and didn't get the right pieces to go around Lillard and McCollum because they need some talent that's going to be able to play with them and have the size and the defensive presence. And that's really where they're hurting in my opinion.
6: Yeah, I agree to it. And it seems like they keep drafting these projects too, little and um Simons are both high potential players, but I mean they're also there's a good chance that both of them bust as prospects too because both of these guys were looked at as okay, I mean, we'll see how it pans out, but they could be a star. But I mean right now as it's as it seems, I, I don't I'm not a big fan of either guy. Um Little didn't even start every game at North Carolina. He was looked at as a really raw prospect and they went with him and Simons is a Pretty athletic guard, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yeah, he's an athletic guard, but he didn't even play college ball. So his
0: last right, competition he was at at high the, school. Uh,
6: at IMG Academy or something like that. I don't remember where down south somewhere. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're in a win now situation with their with their stud guards that they have, and they draft oh, absolutely. these projects. It doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, it, it really doesn't. The drafting there made me scratch my head, but. Uh, And, you know, I thought Little was just going to be a small Marvin Williams. And then he's kind of proven me right so far. But anyway, let's get out of Portland. Uh, Let's head on over to Boston where things are better than they've been in a long time. The Celtics with Kimball Walker look like a completely different team than the Celtics with Kyrie Irving. I've always said Kyrie Irving was more of a second fiddle guy. He's not a leader. He's a guy, he, he's kind of like the assistant to the leader. Like He gets the leader coffee when he needs it or something like that. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on Kyrie Irving and Kimball Walker uh, being Celtics and the difference that that's made? Of
6: course, it's early in the season, but what difference has that brought to the
0: table for the Celtics team?
6: Yeah, it is early, but I think it's more of even just a locker room thing. I think that Kembo's more of a, a team guy. He's more of a leader than Kyrie is. Kyrie's more I mean, based on what we've seen, he's more about himself. He's, you know, he's kind of out there with his opinions and whatnot, which is fine. But I mean, when you're wanting to bring a team together, especially with the young guys that they have trying to groom them, I think Kemba's in a better spot than Kyrie, um, even though I think Kyrie's the better overall player. Um, but talent always, you know, doesn't always um, justify, you know, the roster moves there. So, um, I think Kemba's bringing out the best in all of these guys. And we're looking at Tatum and Brown, especially their jumps. They've both made this year have been, have been pretty great. Um, they're combining to score nearly 12 points per game more than they were last year. Both of them right around 20 points per game this year. So Jalen Brown was getting kind of written off as a guy. He's like, okay, when is he going to actually make the next step? And I think so far he's taking advantage of that, especially with Gordon Hayward going down. So Um, I like what I've seen out of Brown and Tatum, especially this year, along with Kemba Walker being the leader of that team. Yeah, and
0: they get rid of Terry Rozier. There's not really a log jam for minutes at the guard spot right now. Al Horford is gone, which I would love to see this team with Al Horford because he makes everyone better. And I think Kemba would have just made his season so much better. And um, it's been a really fun team to watch. I, and Kimball Walker to me was one of those unsung heroes in the NBA. He was playing in Charlotte. Nobody really paid him any mind. He had a really bad Hornets team around him. Let's just be honest about it. That Hornets team really? was not yeah. good. Yeah. Like, yeah, e- exponentially bad. <laughs> yeah. And he would still get them close to, if not into the playoffs. And nobody realized how much better he was making their players. He actually made Nick Batum worth money. And that that hasn't happened since Portland. Lot so yeah, yeah, too much money. But he's yep. made a lot of those players worth worth their their salt. And now he's just making when he actually has a team that's really got some players. He's proven how good he is. I mean, he was good at UConn. He's been an unsung hero in the NBA now, and he's finally getting that relevance that he deserves. He'll probably be an All Star this year, uh, providing you know there's no injuries. But I think people aren't still aren't looking at him like he's a superstar yet because you know, people still talking about Kyrie Irving. Well Kyrie Irving had 50 points against the Wolves on opening night. Congratulations. You lost. Um right. you know, I mean, I'd rather him have 25 and a win. That's just me, but mm-hmm. what why do people feel the need and feel compelled to go and give Kyrie their attention but yet sleep on a guy like Kimball Walker? Why do you think that is?
6: Um it might just be the flashiness of the play. It might be the fact that Kyrie already has a ring. I mean, I'm, I'm not too sure. I mean, then the fact that Kyrie played with LeBron, who has Kemba played with. So he kind of gets that notoriety just because he's already been to that stage. He's He's been seen across TVs all across the nation. If you ask somebody, maybe not now, but if you ask somebody um, across the country who Kemba Walker was three years ago, they might say, who are you talking about? Who's that? I mean, I don't think every NBA fan would have known who Kemba Walker was, even though he was an all like, I mean, a great player, one of the better point guards in the league. Um, he's just not as popular as a player as Kyrie. And I don't, I think he gets a bad rap for, I think, if you look at the numbers, they're pretty dang close, too. Um, he's just genuinely a good guy, too, from what I've read and seen. Soft-spoken guy. Yeah. Um, and like you said, I, I do feel bad, especially because he was on those terrible teams. I'm glad he's in the oh, yeah. spot now with the Celtics team in a good market um with with competent ownership um to be able to put pieces around him and compete.
0: Yeah, and I agree. That's just uh he's just such a good player, but let's shift gears yet again. Let's go to San Antonio. There's some struggles in San Antonio. They're under 500 Uh, This doesn't happen. This is not a SOS. This doesn't happen. The Spurs have lost six straight. They're five and nine right now. 13th in the West. Never thought I'd see that. What's wrong? What's going on with the Spurs? They get DeJounte Murray back, but, uh, you know, only 10 points per game, only four assists. I mean, nothing really blowing me away there. LaMarcus Aldridge is doing what LaMarcus Aldridge does, but he's 34 now. Maybe those knees
6: are getting wore out. Uh,
0: What's going on in San
6: Antonio? You know, I I didn't know what was going on either for a minute. I'm looking on paper. I see, you know, they have a deep team. um, No real crazy star power, but I think they have a solid roster. You can go eight, nine deep, even ten deep, and they'll be okay. Um, But they're they're kind of strained from what Pop typically prides his team with, and that's defense. They're ranked 27th in defensive rating this season, which is – I mean, defense is n- normally Pop's calling card throughout his coaching career. Um, and I feel like they're just just—they're playing really predictable basketball right now. They're dead last in threes made per game and dead last in three-point percentage. Um, in a league that's really trending towards star power and firepower and scoring, you've got to be able to make threes on a more consistent basis than 29% as a team to be able to keep yourself in games and they don't have any any real reliable shooters on this roster other than Forbes, who's the only person making two or more per game.
0: Yeah, and another guy that I'm really just disappointed in, Lonnie Walker. I was so high on Lonnie Walker coming out of college. I was a big fan, thought here's going to be a guy that I'm a Wolves fan, so I wanted the Wolves to get him. I was really high on him, but he's just really not done much, and I'm really surprised how long and athletic he is and he had great shooting ability, but uh, what's going on with Lonnie Walker? What are you seeing? Was that injury worse than what we expected
6: his first year? It had to have been. He he barely even sees the floor. And when he does see the floor, it's nothing to be impressed with either. So um, I don't know what it is. It had to be the injuries. I mean, he's still only 20 years old, but – as of right now he looks like a bust. I know it's only his second season, but um for a guy like you said, I, I loved his game. I mean he's athletic. I know I saw a video this off season where he went up for a layup or a dunk or whatever it was and I know the opposing bench was just going nuts because he was so high above the rim, but that's just his style of play and um I don't know, it's I feel bad for the guy. Hopefully it's not the injuries because that's you know, that's a problem for Person is not even twenty one years old yet.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, but I'm thinking maybe you know Demar Derozan is there, and there's been a lot of struggles with him as well. Yeah. Um, just in general, on some of the teams that he's on, he's really just you know he does well, he plays well, he puts up good numbers, he gets his team where they need to go a lot of times. But when Demar Derozan is on a team, it just do you feel like they're kind of snake bit a little bit? Is cause he was in Toronto and then they, they get rid of him. They win a championship. And then, I mean, granted Kawhi mm-hmm. Leonard had a lot to do with right. that, but they're the Raptors are doing good this season so far. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but I'm just looking at DeMar DeRozan going, man, what is, what's going on with DeMar DeRozan? And is, is he,
6: is it too early to say, maybe he might be hurting teams when he goes there? It might be. I mean, if you look on paper, his numbers are totally fine. I mean, 21, 5, and 5. I mean, those are great numbers with great efficiency. But, again, he just he doesn't shoot threes ever. He doesn't really bring that to the table. I mean, he's an average defender. I don't think that he's a guy where you give him the ball and you say, get me a bucket, and he's going to get you a bucket. I, I don't think he's that guy either. So he's just kind of, like you're saying, second fiddle. I don't even think he'd be you know on Kyrie's level, but I think he's just – the second option on a team for sure. Um, and I don't know. I feel like he's maybe he's just not a winner. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I like don't know. Said, it's
0: yeah. hard to just come out and say that. But when you look at the numbers, you're like, no, that can't be it. But then right? you look at his number, his numbers are up. Everyone else's numbers are way down. There's got to be some coincidence there. There's no coincidence here. There's something wrong. <laughs> and that's. This is There's not a Popovich something team. Something's team going on. So, in here.
6: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. But the team that he left, the world champion, defending champions, Toronto they've started off nice. I thought they were going to struggle early in the season after watching uh, some of their early games. I said, uh-oh. You know, no Kawhi could be bad. But then I see them, and not too bad so far this season are the Raptors. They're winning ga- a lot of games and they're putting up a lot of numbers. Pascal Siakam looks like a world beater. Uh, he's a, a very good player and he's doing well. They're sitting fourth right now in the East ahead of Philadelphia, ahead of Indiana, where a lot of people didn't have him in front of Philadelphia at all. Um, they're just they continue to, to be good, to be a good team. 25.7 per game with 8.6 rebounds for Pascal Siakam. He just He's unbelievable. 21.8 for Lowry. His uh, shooting has gotten better, providing, you know, the occasional off night here and there. But the Raptors, Mm -hmm. they continue to get it done, even without Kawhi. Um, Thoughts on Toronto's season so far?
6: Yeah, I mean, they're they're just playing good team basketball. And um, we are seeing the emergence of rising star Pascal Siakam, too. Like you said, that stat line is all-star worthy. And even Lowry, too, um, for as much scrutiny he's been under the past few years, like to the point where Twitter was exploding because of how terrible he was in the postseason and all that, he's playing really well. I know he's injured now, I think, for a few weeks with the um, – was it the ankle? Or no, it was his hand. I'm sorry, his hand. Um, he's playing well, too. I, I just think that overall they're, they're a well-coached team. They – um they play very unselfish, and they, you can tell they just fly around the court defensively. Seems like they're just having a lot of fun. They don't really have any any monkey on their back with Kawhi on the team now, so they can just kind of let it fly and not have to worry about it as much anymore. Now that they got that championship.
0: Yeah, it's almost like they're not expected to do well, so now they're doing well.
6: <laughs> as weird
0: as that sounds, uh, but they're really right, doing a great right. job in Toronto. And Siakam, uh, he's going to be he's going to be a top probably 10 player in the league this year, the way he's playing. And it's great to see his story coming from, you know, playing overseas in the Cameroon. Uh, I think, you know, if anything, maybe not for his play, but for discovering the players that he discovered, Luke Rashad and Bob Mute may deserve a medal and a place in the Hall of Fame for finding some of the stars that he's found to come into this league from over in Africa, because I know he, he discovered Joel Embiid. I believe he found Pascal Siakam as well. Uh so there's so many players I that right. that yeah. owe their career to him. What is it? I'm sorry.
6: Yeah, I think I think you're correct on that with um Embiid and Siakam together. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean
0: Siakam's just turned into a player that was in the D league and then worked his way up and and really has turned into a great piece in Toronto and I just I really like the way he plays. He he's he's got length, he can shoot. But he can drive. He does all those little things that I like. So, you know, Siakam, maybe an MVP in a few years could happen. I mean, never say never. I mean, the Greek freak last year was MVP. So, I think Siakam has a chance at MVP eventually. What do you think?
6: Yeah, it could happen. I mean, he's still only 25 years old. And you could see what he's at now from what he was a few years ago. I mean, he wasn't even really a starter a couple years ago. And now he's um, an all-star candidate bearing that it's only thirteen, fourteen games in, whatever it is, but leading this team um in multiple statistical categories, top ten in the NBA in scoring. I mean he's playing phenomenal and we've seen it. We saw a lot, we saw glimpses of it last year. I know he was playing behind Kawhi. Um but he he was playing phenomenal in the playoffs too and it was a real it was really good to see and, and I mean if he's come this far I don't see why he couldn't keep on progressing through his game as the seasons go on.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Let's look at a couple of young players right now, and specifically in Charlotte, because right now the Charlotte Hornets are in eighth place in the East. Now again, yes, I know, we're 14 games into the season, so let's not get crazy here. But two guys are playing very, very well for the Charlotte Hornets. P.J. Washington, this is his first year in the league. He was the 12th pick in the draft. I thought it was a reach. I'll be the first to say it. I was sitting there looking at it going, this is a reach. What are they doing? Um, they trade Kimball Walker. They bring in Terry Rozier. But these two young players, P.J. Washington and Devontae Graham out of Kansas, the 34th overall pick in the draft last year, playing out of Kansas, doesn't have that hair anymore uh, that we all remember from Kansas. But uh, second-round pick, he's averaging 18.3 points per game to go with seven assists. These young players in Charlotte. Really getting it done now. You're seeing a lot of the old players that were around with all those heavy contracts are gone. Frank Kaminsky is out the door. This is the last year for Kid Gilchrist. Uh, You probably won't see him anymore. Marvin Williams doesn't have much time left there. They're finally moving in Charlotte into more of a rebuild mode. Once Batum's contract is off the books, they'll be uh, a lot happier for it, I'm sure. Uh, What about these young players in Charlotte? What have you seen from them that has impressed you? Because I know they're impressing me.
6: I do like what I've seen, um, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I know Washington, I thought he was a reach too, like you said. Um, But he can shoot it. He's almost at 50% from from three on the year. And I saw he had a game earlier this year. He had like 27 points. He had like seven made threes in a game. Um, he can he he can score. He can flat out score. And I didn't see this coming when he was picked in the draft. Um, but I do like their young pieces. Once they get these older guys out of here with those contracts, you get these young guys: Graham, Rozier, Washington. You even have Bridges, who's 21 years old. Also, um, I think he's a he's a solid all-around player too. Great defender, three and D kind of guy. Um, and even someone like Malik Monk off the bench he's okay. I mean, he, he can score too. So they have all these guys who can just come in and, and score when needed. Um, but I mean, I like what they're doing. It's about time they get some pieces in there that can actually make a team worth watching occasionally. Um, it's just a shame they couldn't do it, you know, three, four five years ago.
0: Yeah, I agree. It would have been nice. Uh, Charlotte's probably the closest team to me. Um, I usually go catch a game when I can. Uh, they're about a five hour trip. It's sad that's the closest team to me. He's four or five hours. Um, but eh, such is life. That's far. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm right. I'm about five hours from Cleveland, four and a half to five from Charlotte, depending. So yeah, it's it's kinda it sucks in a way, but it is what it is. Um I want to bring up one more thing, and this has been a big topic here, and this will be the last thing I I, I throw at you and I appreciate you uh, and
6: Oh, yeah. No, no, problem. no problem.
0: This is a topic around the league that's getting a lot of interest nowadays, especially with Kawhi Leonard. Um, load management. And mm-hmm. what are your thoughts yep. on guys purposely setting out games just to kind of rest? Now, I'm going to say this. My personal take, back-to-backs, I totally understand if you want to set some players during a back-to-back. Because back-to-backs are rough. But I think load management... While, yeah, you're trying to save your star players at the same time. I don't want to see that star player if he's load managing in the regular season. I don't want to see him playing Olympic ball. I don't want to see him out in the streets playing pickup games in the off season or playing soccer like Joe Embiid does.
6: Anything like right, that? Right. I agree. So, yep. The, so, what do you think about the gym that they have in LA?
0: Yeah, exactly. So, what, what do you think about the load management situation with these
6: players? it's a, it's a it's a tough subject because i mean at the end of the day it's all about the player's health um and safety and longevity of the league um you know and maybe it's hard because the nba brings in so much money you don't want to just flat out say oh shorten the season it's not that simple because there's so much going on with travel and and tv contracts and whatnot but how i look at it is if these players keep sitting out um, for load management at these game time decision type deals, these TV contracts aren't going to be as um, as as lucrative for the league because they're not going to want to pay TNT's not going to want to pay or NBA TV's not going to want to pay millions and millions for these games where Kawhi and LeBron might sit for load management. Who wants to watch the game then? I mean, you're still going to watch. I'm still going to watch but not everyone's going to watch anymore if these stars aren't going to play. Um, And at the end of the day, too, that's going to lower the salary cap because there's not as much revenue being brought into the league. So it's just hard because, I mean, they're saving themselves games, but they also might be um, jeopardizing some money in the future for themselves and for other players in the league because we're already seeing um, some of these salary caps I think it's going down next year or it's it's staying level when it had been going up, skyrocketing these last couple of years. Um, I don't know. It, it's really hard because there's so many people now who are load managing. Even even these younger guys, too, are doing it. And it's, it's starting to get a little ridiculous. And I understand your point with back-to-backs. I'm an advocate for that. Those are tough. And um, I think, again, with shortening the season, you can shorten – you can lessen the back-to-backs. So, hopefully, there's less load management there. So, like I said, it's a really tough subject. And I don't know if there's a real answer for it as of now. You know, I, I've
0: kind of been – it's tough. I hate cutting games off the season because I love an 82-game season. But at the same That's time, with as long as the playoffs are and – not to mention you have fans that are like, I'm just not going to go to the games if they're not going to play the Stars. I'm mean, going to be honest. I went to a Miami Heat-Philadelphia 76ers game back when the Big Three were there in Miami. Dwayne Wade didn't play. I wasn't exactly thrilled because that was the only time I would ever get to see Dwayne Wade play, and I didn't get to. Um, so it's one of those things where you want the Stars to play. You don't want to pay all this money for a ticket to a game, and then it'd be like, oh, yeah, by the way, um, you know, you're know, you going to see uh, – the Lakers tonight, but Anthony Davis and LeBron James are sitting, so sorry. Enjoy the popcorn and the $200 seats. But, I get at the same time, players need to take care of themselves, and and that's, that's the thing, too. I've always thought, why don't we start the season around Christmas? And I know that's a lot. That's like taking basically two months off of the season, but with the way we do things we could end instead of ending in like June, we could start around Christmas and end just before football season starts. Like right before, cause football starts beginning of September. I think if basketball ends at the end of July, that would be perfect uh, because it's already ending in June. You cut a month off of the season, which limits your games. If you start at Christmas, that's when a lot of casual fans tune in anyway because football's winding down. Christmas Day is all about the NBA. They did it a few years ago with the uh, the lockout season. And I thought it was a great idea because I was really excited for Christmas Day. I was like, yeah, I get to watch all these basketball games. This is the first look I'm going to get at some teams. I don't know. I just felt Christmas Day was the perfect start time for the NBA. October is a little early for my taste. Um, I'd say after Thanksgiving would be great, though. And, and then you can shorten the season. And maybe even take the playoffs and go back to the first round being best of five to kind of save the the legs of the players. That's just my thoughts. Uh, and that could eliminate some of that load management that we talked about.
6: Yeah. I like that idea too, with the whole Christmas um, start date. I don't think the league would ever go back to a five game series um, in the playoffs. That's just too much money lost for them potentially, but yeah, I do I like that. the idea of Christmas. Yeah. That's, that's totally fine. But um if you short I mean I don't know how many games would it shorten if you started at Christmas and then you're ending you said July.
0: July would be the finals. Uh that would finish the okay. finals off. Like basically you're cutting off because most teams play twelve back to backs. I say if we cut it down to a seventy mm-hmm. game season, that's perfect. You eliminate all your back to backs, you have seventy games still, you still have your playoff stretch, you start at Christmas, that's your you know, you can do the the first part of December as your preseason that way guys have time to play olympic ball if you know providing they're not in the finals per se or even even if they are they could still play honestly if they want to play olympic ball or national ball they can still do it they'll still be in rhythm from that and then they get a little bit of a break come october um and then november you need to start hitting the hitting the gym again um i just think that would be better starting christmas day that's when all the People the casual fans really tune in. That's just been my thoughts for years. So just an idea. Yeah, I agree.
6: Oh yeah, I agree too. Fall fall is football, football exactly season for pretty much any person out there. And I'm more of an NBA guy, but I still watch football every Sunday. Uh, oh, me too. But I do like the idea. I mean shortening it to seventy games would be good. It helps with load management a little bit. Um and it kinda shortens the actual season a little bit for these guys too, because right now, October to June is is rough or october to late may or it is early june um that's a long season especially for guys who are playing such an up and down game you're running all day um yeah it's a lot on your body and i mean you look at lebron he spends a million dollars every year so he says on his on his personal fitness so um it's a lot to keep up with the grind every single day in the nba for that long of a season every single year. So from December to let's say late June, early July, maybe the finals would be right around 4th of July, the weekend or after. I I think that would be great. Um, Yeah.
0: I mean, that would be wonderful. And you know, the best part, I wouldn't have to sit through baseball highlights all through the summer. So that would be great. (laughs) But, but anyway, Mike, I appreciate all the time you gave me here today. I really do. And, Thanks so much for jumping on the show and talking with us and giving us some insights and really raising a lot of questions here in this last discussion. I didn't expect it to go this way, but I'm glad it did because this will get people talking, I think. Uh, but let our listeners know where they can keep up with you and find you at and stay in touch with you and um, all that great stuff, Where it be on Twitter or elsewhere. Yeah, no
6: problem. You can go ahead and um, check me out on Twitter at NBA Quick Report. You can shoot me a DM, you can add me, whatever you have, questions, comments, um, any kind of basketball talk you want to throw my way, I'll be happy to talk to anybody. Um, and, yeah, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure with uh, with you and all your crew usually have. I know you, you have a ton of different guys come on periodically throughout the week. So, um, oh, yeah. it's much appreciated.
0: Oh, It's always good to have you on. And if you don't follow NBA Quick Report, get there. Follow Mike. They do great stuff over there. Uh some stat recaps from Knights. Always cool stuff. Videos, highlights, even uh even a reaction to Miles Garrett trying to destroy Mason Rudolph. Uh Ooh, yeah, all kinds yeah. of stuff. So go check it out. It's it's great. Uh great content there and I we follow him and you should too. So we highly recommend it. So Mike, thanks again, and I'll have you back on sooner rather than later.
6: Absolutely. You know where to find me. Thanks again.
0: We'll do, thanks, man. Bye. And that was my conversation with Mike from NBA Quick Report. Thanks again for having him on. Thanks to our wonderful sponsors, as always, and Tim, what do you think about load management? Yeah. Um.
4: I ain't for it, and I ain't against it.
0: Well, thanks for clearing that up.
3: <laughs> well, I,
4: like I said, I mean, I can, I can see where – well, I don't know. I, I, to be honest, no. I, I'm against it because I don't call it load management if a guy is exhausted. That's not load management. Load management to me is where, okay, a guy had an injury, and we're trying to prevent him from getting another one, so we're just not going to play him, even though there's not really anything wrong with him. That's different. In my world, anyway, this random sitting of like, and then they—it wouldn't even be so bad if they didn't lie about it. But you know, like Tua is, oh well, he's got a knee issue. Okay, well, he didn't have one yesterday. Now he's got one, and then tomorrow again he doesn't have it again. I mean, it's 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 a little hokey. Just call yeah. it what it is. You know, if if, if you're just not gonna play him, then say you're not gonna play him, and. I don't know because it's it's starting to make its way into other sports. It's it's gotten into the hockey world in the goaltending position, where they're just not playing. Where they're not. I mean, that's a little different in hockey, but I don't know. Like I said, as a fan, I can understand why I'd be ripped if you don't know about it, you know, until the day of, and suddenly the guy you're going to see is not playing, and it's only yeah. because he only because he just, you know, it's a it's a selected day where he just isn't going to play. Um, yeah I can understand being a little bit miffed about that,
0: yeah, me too. I mean, it makes sense how, why someone would be angry about that, so
4: and, I and, and yet i and yet I see it from the owner side too I mean, they're trying to protect their investments, I mean, they're talking about millions and millions of dollars, you know yeah, like an absurd yeah, amount
0: of money honestly
4: yeah, I mean, you don't want a guy i mean if if missing. Yeah, you know, if miss, missing. If a guy misses one game and that pisses off, you know, a couple hundred fans, let's say, or even a couple thousand, but you lose your thirty-five million dollar player for six months. Chewy.
0: Oh. sorry. Oh, you heard that? Who's my cat, my cat just took her face and hit the microphone. Who is Chewy? That would be my cat.
4: Uh huh. Said the spider to the fly. Get into my room. Pr- <laughs> what are you doing, cat? <laughs> cat's been in the nip, mate. Get, get between the cat
0: cat nip. Are you possessed by Tom Robinson? What are you doing? <laughs> Your cat's channeling, baby folks. Apparently. <laughs> you oh, can hear man. her purring, I'm assuming. I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chewy makes an appearance, right. but. That's a, I think that's Chewy to trying to tell me, me that she's hungry. hungry.
4: That's a good way to end the show, you
0: know. It is. A nice cat yeah. purr. So, Cat's
4: I believe purr, Chewy's you know. hungry.
0: So, I'm I want to thank our happy. great sponsors, well. Loves of Stephen P. New Strip Cam fun, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, and Stay Classy Meats. As always, it's been a fun show. And after the week I've had, I needed a good laugh tonight. So, this show brought that to me. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope it wasn't too crazy for you. I hope you still got your Uh-oh. NBA fix And, uh, We'll be back at it again next week for sure. And uh, who knows what else is going to be going on. I'll have some updates next week as soon as I can. And, uh, yeah, so we'll be going live next Wednesday for our pre-Thanksgiving Day edition, Thanksgiving Eve. And uh, we'll be talking more hoops and getting ready for turkey. Woo-hoo, but not me. Not you, but I will, because it's America and we're right and you're right.
4: Uh, We've already been, we were right before you, so we've already had our (laughs) You're
0: probably right.
4: But anyway, I do want to say ahead. before we go, just one quick thing. Thanks to everyone who listens. Thanks to everyone that allows me to make fun of them, sort of, kind of. Because um, you don't have to. You know. But it, everybody's got a good sense of humor. Everybody gets a good chuckle. I guess I do throw you and I under the bus and Tom as well. So I suppose nah, nobody, I don't really com- nobody can really complain too loud. But, you know. But it's just a, another reminder, like yeah, everybody, life's pretty short when we really stop to think about it. Um, it's just easier to be happy about things and have a good time.
6: Yeah, not Absolutely. to be
4: scared. yeah, not not to be crazy about things either. But you know, let's uh, just just everybody chill out a little bit. It'd be nice. It'd be nice to go to social media or the news or whatever just for one day, and not hear that somebody was at somebody's throat. About things that, are, in all honesty, are well—they're debatable. Let's put it that way. I don't want to get into any discussion about it, but you know, let's just everybody try a little, little bit harder to get along. Be nice. Don't Absolutely. To, and I'll leave it. And, and I'll, I'll leave it at that.
0: And that's how I'm going to leave it as well. So thanks again, everybody, for listening, and for Nate, for Tim, for Tom, and uh, hell, background Josh Brown, and even Little Chewy here. Thanks everybody yeah. for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.
4: Have a good night, everyone.
0: We're out of here. Thanks for listening to this broadcast on the Wide Men Radio Network, located at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. You can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash wide men can't jump. More exclusive content only available to our Patreon members. You can find this program and others like it on iTunes, Podcast Addicts, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and more. Just search Wide Men Can't Jump. Thanks to our sponsors, the Law Offices of Stephen P. New at NewLawOffice.com, stripcamfund.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, located at Facebook.com slash Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, and Stay Classy Meats, where you can check them out at StayClassyMeats.com and use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Follow us on Twitter at WideJump, and be sure to keep up with all the content that's being posted there. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Wide Men Radio Network.